Yeah, that's a vibe. Don't repeat, by the way. <laughs> on my whatsapp when you are ready so we can start going okay yeah so if you are joining us this is the african producers club and we are going to have an exciting you know program today with drum roll and just stay with us a few more minutes so we can start the program thank you anyway joe back to your music Joel, entertain us now. Joel, back to your music. I'm coming. Give me a minute. Yeah, give me a minute. joining us welcome this african producers club and we'll be with you shortly today we are having drum roll like you see the topic this is drum roll drum roll is a ghanian artist um, sorry ghanian producer who's been producing for all these big names you can see on his you know uh, on his profile you can mention sarkodie manifest i think um i just checking He's gone the way to work with someone like Sway from UK, Wallasi, J Town, J So, Manifest, Sarkodie, Burner Boy, and Ice Prince. So, we are talking about someone who has been achieving a whole lot in this industry. And today he's going to share his experience and, you know, his life as a music producer in a whole. Thank you. Welcome Hiving Beat, welcome Sarkodie to 4 welcome Nsroma, welcome Nesquisi. Um, please just hang in there a bit so we can start the program, thank you.
sorry I didn't mention Uzuma. I hope I mentioned it correctly. Welcome, Chibi OG. This program will start pretty soon. And welcome, Jonah Isaac. So if you are joining us, the program will start soon. Drum roll is getting ready, which is in just some few minutes. Let's say five minute tops. So we can start the program. Today, we are discussing the life of drum roll as a producer. As you can see the title, this is drum roll. So just be with us. Hang in there shortly. Thank you.
Yes, so um, drum roll is getting ready. So um, if you are on stage, you are here, just ping someone in the, I mean, ping someone to join the program right now so we can just begin it in some few minutes. In three minutes, we begin. So we ping the people that we want to join um, the group, I mean, the conversation and all that. joining us drum will join us pretty soon so just hang in there we start the program this is drum roll coming soon give us a short time two minutes then we roll This, this song, I like it. I didn't hear you. Who's behind this, this, this beat right now? Okay. I mean, did you play the beat yourself? Yeah, it Because yeah, I could hear your signature in it. That's pretty, pretty dope.
Okay, so uh, we can start rolling. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand, I understand. <laughs> man, I can see the weight of this whole thing on you. Like you rushing from the program and getting settled, man. I I, I respect that. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, man, that's cool, man. That's cool, man. Just uh, I have, I have a I have a friend of mine who's uh, who's getting hitched this December, so you know, I'm I'm, the, I'm like one of the groomsmen, so you know, I'm just just went to get fitted. Man, it is what it saying, is, man. It's a blessing <laughs> you are here, it brother. Is. It's a blessing you are here right right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Appreciate it for having so, me. So, um, this is this is. Groundwork, you're welcome. Yo, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so this is this is the drill right now. So. Once I'm speaking, my mic will be on. If I'm not speaking, my mic will be off. Just like that. Just like that. Okay, so um, we start the program. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, welcome yeah. to the African Producers Club. And African Producers Club, we celebrate music. And if we celebrate music, then we talk about the challenges around music. Today, we have with us Drum Roll, a renowned music producer from Ghana, who is going to share his you know, his journey so far in the music industry with us. Um, I'm with my co-host, that is Joel Enakele, go by the name Beats by Joel, and supported by NK and then Nathan. So, um, drum roll, if you can hear us, we just want to hear your voice. Just just let us know you are there, okay? I'm right here, I did hear. That's, that's <laughs> perfect, that's perfect. So, um... Before drum roll gets in, I would like my co-host to introduce themselves, starting from Joel. All right, all right. Uh, thank you so much, Ben. Thank you so much, drum roll, for being a part of this uh, episode today. Yeah, my pleasure, man, bro. Um, I go by the name Joel and. Stage name or producer name is by Joel, a producer, entrepreneur, and all that. So, yeah, today is about drum roll. It's not about me. It's about drum roll. Drum roll is the center of attention today. <laughs> yes, that was that was perfect. Today is about drum roll. So, um, Nathan, are you there? We just want to hear your voice. Yes, sir. I'm here. All right, so uh, my name is Nathan. Uh, my alias is Nathan AI. Um, I'm a producer, uh, beat making, I'm instrumentalist, and I'm an entrepreneur as well. So um, nice to nice to see you, drum roll. You're welcome, man. 
Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. But Charlie, why, why are you all in, entrepreneurs? Hey, I, Charlie, I think that's the way. <laughs> money, money, money has to be made. Yes. Am I in the right room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a way to go in Africa right now. Uh, it's, it's like this should be called like the African it is what it is. Club or it's fire, fire. <laughs> well, you know, deep these producers are entrepreneurs, so true that, true that, true that. <laughs> anyway, NK, let us know if you are there. Hi, good evening. I'm here. I am NK, a music producer. Um, I love money, but I'm not an entrepreneur. Charlie, drum roll. <laughs> I'm hoping to learn more from you, yeah? <laughs> Finally, you and me are in the same boat. We are, not, we are both no entrepreneurs, so Charlie, we'll link up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Right. Okay, so um, if you are here, just ping anybody anybody in your friend list to join the room real quick. So we start. Um, drum roll. So uh, the main stage is about you. So what we have to do is the first thing you tell us about yourself. So... My main question, the first question is, if anybody has not heard about drum roll, who is drum roll? I'm a guy that knows things. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was really cold. <laughs> I didn't nah. Oh, God. Like, that's been my response. Like, whenever people ask me this question these days, because it's like, the thing is, um, I've, I've never been one to, like, limit myself to doing one thing as much as you might know me as drum roll and there's other things that i i'm always like have my fingers in you know like i'm 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 all about everything but like since we're talking about me as a producer right now i guess that we're gonna say i am just um i'm a curious producer like ever since i started i i ventured into this journey of making music it's been mad it's been a great as it's been a great journey man and I'm just a kid who go excited about trying to find out how music works. I started out as a as a as a rapper um back in high school. I went to Laboni, Laboni Senior High School. Um I actually started out as a dancer. <laughs> yeah, so I used to dance back in the day. I used to have a group and everything. Um yeah, and then somewhere along the line I got interested in trying to understand how music works like yo, so you know how how how's it done like because I knew we ventured into a, a world where, like, it was no longer, like, live and all of that. So I was like, okay, this thing has to be programmed a certain way. So how is it being done? So I got curious. I was trying to find out how. And then, and then yeah, like, next thing I know, I became a producer. I actually became a producer without realizing I became a producer. It just happened. <laughs> like, it just happened, man. And that's just it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is really amazing. Um, I just, I just want to ask this question did you become a producer for yourself or you became a producer just to create music for others so i became a producer for me and my uh, so when when i left um like while we're in high school so i don't know if you uh, i don't know if you might be um if you're uh if you might know the names either obk or i, I know Ogidochi. i know, I know if, if I you know. The name, yeah okay all right so Gidochi was my junior in high school Girochi was my junior in high school. He actually used to be called Sculpture. So <laughs> I met up with Girochi. Um, we linked up. I started making some songs with him. That's how, like, that's how we got acquainted. Later on, we met OBK. So we eventually became a group, actually. We used to call ourselves the Kids Next Door. 
So we were like a group. We're making music, and and I had a little studio, uh, studio set up in my auntie's house. We'd link up there. We'd jam. We'd make some nice records. Most of them didn't come out <laughs> due to a bunch of reasons. So I actually started to learn to produce for them and myself. So yeah, just me and my band, just to make our own music. That's how I started. It wasn't. It was never about. I want to learn to make beats to produce for the biggest artists in Africa or, or international. It was never about that. It was just, let's just, I just want to learn to make some good music for me with me and my friends and let, let's just put them out. But one thing leads to another. You, I produce one record for this person. This person hears it. Hey, who did it? Hey, this person hears it. Who did it? And that's actually how everything started. Like me, I never sat down to be like, yeah, I even want to send a beat to this person. Like I, I've done it maybe once. But even that, nothing came out of it. And since then, I never tried that again. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, really, that's, that's really amazing. So, we could, we could feel that that's from the somewhere, the selfish approach. You didn't just do it. You just wanted to do it for your band and your team. But that is, that is pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, the next question we want to ask is, what is your greatest influence in this music uh, scene? And how has that, you know, affected the way you produce music? Oh, my greatest influence. Hmm. I mean, uh, the ge- the general thing, it's like uh, my influence is, is always like what I hear. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm listening to music. I'm always paying attention to what's going on in the back. And the thing is, like, I've always been big on, like, if, in life, life in general, like, I've always been big on, like, not doing one thing. So the same thing. Um, shows up in my music like I'm always trying to like fuse genres I'm trying to I'll take something I hear of maybe some EDM record try to see if, like, how I could apply it in maybe a hip-hop record an Afrobeats record and so I'm generally inspired by everything I listen to and hear but I would say obviously these days because of the whole turn and uh, uh, with uh, like the whole wave that Afrobeats is causing you know, has come up with it's like it's influenced my sound like majorly like like so now it's like a lot, a lot of people hear my stuff or they see a song produced by drama and they, they expect a hip-hop track and then they listen and it's like ah okay <laughs> okay afrobeats okay you know so my influences have been like a lot like over the years but right now i guess you know because of the turn of events a lot of people hear the afro side of me but that doesn't mean that there's still like i still have songs like on my hard drive, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the right time to put those out because you know I've heard some people say hey, like Jay, you're not there, you're not Afrobeat spare and all of that. But oh, Charlie, you know, it's, it's fine. You should enjoy that side of me. It's good because there was a time that people would just label me a hip hop producer. So this is the time for them to like see the Afro side of me. And when when they start to get the whole picture, then hey, I start sticking the old stuff, the stuff they know me for in, and then yeah. We just roll like that. Yeah, yeah, that that is amazing. You know, um, before the the the, the, the next sessions are going to be about your your work, but now we are just still talking about yourself. So my question is, um, before the next speaker comes, I can see on your profile you write, "I make beats, I produce music, graphic design, edit videos." We can see that you're the guy with many talents. Uh, but then, why did you settle on making beats itself? Because initially you told me you were an artist. You started as an artist. And then, is it because this one was successful? Yeah. 
not that, that's the thing like even today that's why that's when you asked me what i did i said i'm just a guy that knows this because even to today i wouldn't say i'm mainly a producer so let's say if someone um the people who don't know me as a producer i'm the kind of guy i would like to if i go and get if i get like a nine to five job i'll come to work every day i, I wouldn't even tell you i do this as well so I remember, like, I used to, I used to edit for some, I used to edit for this company a while back. I came to, I came to, like, to work like any other person. Or if you ask me my name, oh, my name is Derek. You know me as, a, as an editor. That's what I do. If I go here, they know me as a designer. That's what I do. So it's like people who, who do their research and then they come and realize, oh, so you do this too, you do that too. So to you, I'm a producer. To someone else that I've probably designed for, I'm a designer. To somebody else, I'm that other person. So right now, to, 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 I guess to everyone on here, I'm just a producer. But yeah, like the, the thing is, I actually loved um, graphic designing. And, I, and everything I do, I taught myself, like, you know, on the YouTube yeah. <laughs> university. That's where it all started, like, from the designing, taught myself on there, production, same thing, and every, every other thing that I'm trying to learn. So I would even say pr production is my main thing. It's something I love doing, and like I can't see myself like live without producing music because I love music that like that much. But yeah, like so it's not. I wouldn't say it's my main thing. Like I put everything else on the side because I still. I also think I'm I'm a I'm a designer too, um, or any of those other things. But I would say I'm mainly a designer and a producer. Yeah, that would be my thing because I feel like those things kind of go hand in hand. I mean, if you look at I see Walasi in the room. Shout out to Walasi. If you look at someone like Walassi, for instance, like the music doesn't go on its own. Like it, like the music and the art, they go hand in hand. You get me? So, and, and as much as Walassi wouldn't probably call himself a graphic designer, but he's an artist. So I guess maybe that's what I would just say. I'm an artist. Yeah, like that's the word. But you know, when people use the word artist, it's usually that you're a musician. But when you're an artist, like you can fit into any category. You're not putting any box everywhere you go fit into. Yes, sir. Um, you said you're an artist. For me, I'll just call you a creative because what you're saying, you are everywhere. You're somebody that wants to create. So it's, it's beautiful. So um, I'll yeah. just hang in there for Nathan or Joel to just ask the next questions. So, Joel, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Thanks, Ben. Uh, drum roll! Wow, wow! It's really amazing. Like you're pretty much everywhere. Like you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, and you're and you're blaming us for being entrepreneurs. <laughs> come on, come on, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the term makes it sound scary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it makes it sound like Charlie ten thousand gonna seize the entire accounts like every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, just made some of that. Business. Anyway, anyway, though. Uh, but I feel hey. in, this, in this time and age, like we as young people, we need to really expand our hands into various stuff to grow and then to be better in society and all that. But anyway, today we're talking about you as a producer. So my first question would be, how long have you been producing? And uh, also, your diversity, does it affect your creativity? And if it does, how does it affect your creativity as a producer? Does it affect it positively? you get uh, that they are negatively and all that so let us know i swear before i answer that before i answer that question i'm going to say this i like usually i'm used to people asking me this same question uh, you know how long 
have you been producing? And I feel like I keep answering that question like all the time. But you followed up with something that pe- people never ask me. And thank you for that. Like you asked me how everything else I do affects like, yeah. And that's a very good question. That's something people actually never ask me. So, um, so yeah, th- again, thanks for that. So um, I've been producing for like, uh, it's been oh, like since 2013. So like roughly eight, eight years. Yeah, I would say like the first three years, like um, my whole production um, was just based on, it was just learning and understanding my software or my DAW of choice. When I say DAW, I mean like that's, that's the software that I used to produce, mine being FL Studio. So I just understood that like, like, yo, to be able to really, you know, see how far I can push this thing, I need to know the software. So like the first three years, I used to like just learn the software, understand how it works. The following years were just me trying to get, understand mixing, mastering, and how all those things work. And then it gets to a point, you realize something, there is no end to the learning curve. Like you are learning new things every day. I learned some new shortcuts in FL Studio I didn't know existed and it, it blew my mind. <laughs> and so it's like, I'm always learning. So it just got to a point, I just, next thing I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna be forever a student to this thing. So um, yes, yeah, so but generally I've been producing for eight years and counting. And um, yeah, and for the follow-up question. So <laughs> I was having this discussion with some friends of mine and I was telling them how, like, yo, it's, it's so crazy in my head. And <laughs> sometimes I, I, I know Olasi would, like, Olasi would, like, hit me up, and then he'd be, like, he, sometimes he'd just give up. He's, like, hey, you dear, you're always busy. You dear, you're always busy. And, yes, yeah, like, and it's really, it's really, really bad sometimes. Like, I, so there was, a, there was a, some few years back, I took a 9-to-5 job, and it definitely affected um, my music creation. Because then, yo, I go to work, like, when I get to work, I'm, even, I'm already stressed. And then the people there stress me. And then I leave. I come home late. And when I come home late, like, yo, I don't want to create. I just want to relax. <laughs> I just want to relax. I don't want to do any work. So I was doing that for like, I did that for like a year or two. And yeah, it took a toll. And th- that was actually the only um, project I was able to release during that time was, was deals with, uh, with Rolasi. And, and that, like, it took me... Like, I had to push because, yo, the stress I was going through at that time. But then I think at, at that point, at that moment, I remember telling myself, like, yo, I'm not going to let this job freaking, like, define, like, the thing I actually want to do. So I got to that. Like, I remember it was this particular week. I was like, yo, fuck everything. I don't care who calls me. I don't care who does what. As soon as I leave work, I get on an, an Okada Charlie <laughs> from, from Kokomlemle. I'm going to Dakoman. If I have to leave uh, my, my place at Tema, I get on a bike, I go, I go to Olasi's end because I'm trying to avoid traffic. We get there, we work, and, you know, like, and it was, it was, it was crazy. So, yeah, like, my life as a, as a producer got affected. Even, like, today I could be doing something on producing. Next thing I know, um, I maybe I'm on the internet, and then I see something that correlates with something else I do, and I'm like, oh, wow, yo, I need to check this thing out. Next thing I know, I get sidetracked. I'm, I'm looking at that thing, and then another thing might pop up. And next thing I know, I get lost. I have had days that I can sit behind my laptop and not do anything because I, I'm just all over the place. So it affects me a lot, but like, I'm really trying to get it under control. Like, I'm trying to put myself in this space where I'm like, yo, if I say I'm producing, cut everything else off. Do not touch this work. Don't do this. 
and I have a knack for like always putting my phones and my gadgets to the side when I'm working. That's why I, I can be very hard to reach sometimes. People complain <laughs> when it comes to me about that, but then they don't get it. They think it's intentional. They think I'm intentionally not picking calls. But now it's a disciplined thing. I have to do that. If I don't do that, I'm not going to get anything done. Yeah, so, yeah, man, that's it. Wow, wow, that's, that's so, so amazing. So amazing. So for the first question, I like, I like what you said about the there's no limit to learning. So basically, even to now, you can say there are some things you're learning about production that you didn't know eight years ago or five years ago. Yes, definitely. Like every day, every single day. And the thing is, like, I'm... Uh, like I said, the art, I feel like even being like, um, like, for example, like these days you would see people put up, um, you know, the art goes with, the visuals go with the, with the audio, you know, like you can have a nice beat, you can have a nice song, but when you have a video or a visual attached to it, it just travels faster. Like it just translates better to people, you know? So then I, I started being like, okay, yo, like what else can I do um, on that side? So I, so it like complements the audio. So I started like learning um, a bit of illustration, but I don't want to go too deep into that. Like I don't want to go too deep into illustration because I don't want to be an illustrator. I'm just like, I just want to learn enough. So this is, I just try to learn enough of everything. So I don't like to go too deep. Yeah. If honestly, if I had someone who'd be like, yo, I want to do this for you all the time, I would be so happy. <laughs> but I think for me, it's always come down to people, people always telling me no, or people always disappointing me, like when I needed them to help me out with something, sometimes because, well, they just didn't see the vision. It's, I would say sometimes, what, what pushed me to this point? Because I remember when I started, like, I, I wanted someone to, you know, hold my hand, click this, click that. I didn't get that. So then I pushed myself to go online and learn. I, needed, I wanted someone to teach me mixing. No one was ready to do that. So I went online. I did whatever I had to do. And I learned and so that's the same mentality that I have come up with now. I'm, I'm in this place in my life where I feel like I might still be broke, but I feel very powerful. Like, I feel like there's nothing, so far, there's nothing I've sat down and said I'm learning that I haven't been able to do. Because when I want to learn something, I'm going to kill myself to, like, get it. I don't want, I'm going to understand it. Like, yes, I don't sir, care what tells me. I feel this. I have to come in. <laughs> 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 Yeah, who was that? Who was that? That was Ben. That was me, man. <laughs> yo, yo, Ben. <laughs> yo, yo, Josh, that's the Ben, man. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's really it, man. Like, that's, yo, like, the mind yeah. is a powerful place. And for me, like, whenever I find people tell me things like, oh, yes, you know, for you, it comes naturally. Yo, don't play yourself. Look, the first beat I ever made was whack. <laughs> like, it was, it was oh, whack. Definitely. Yeah, man. <laughs> It was terrible, and but the thing is, even then, I still knew like nah. I I had a little idea. I just needed to keep working on it. And yo, it doesn't mean even to today. You might see the names now. Yeah, I've worked with this person. I've worked with that person. But that doesn't mean I still make beats that I think are whack. I sometimes make some beats. I'm like nah, bro. Uh, uh-uh, I can't believe you're doing that. And then I scratch it. But I mean, there's a downside to doing that. Like yeah, this is like, this is I guess. Um, this is like, I guess, a little advice or something I learned down the line. I've made some beats that I thought were whack, but getting the right artist to just <laughs> vibe with it, it could turn into an instant banger. So you got to, I, I, I made a point that now these days when I make beats and I think they're whack, I have a folder, I just put them in. Yeah, so maybe just, just a little word. Yeah, 
I think I think every producer should actually learn that because sometimes you think your work is whack, but then some artist somewhere might just be really liking it, and you never know that song could just be your hit song. Exactly, exactly, man. So yeah, like it's something I've definitely learned. So if you want to make a whack, this yeah, but that, that's just to say, like, yo, like it, 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 it's not been like Charlie. It'll be breezy. It's it's not Charlie. We make it look easy, but Charlie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, drum roll. Sorry, guys. Um, this is being Shoma. I uh, appreciate what you guys do. I know I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to say something. I don't know if you really the Kai Misen, but I just want to. Oh, add I remember. Ah, uh, you know, be um, Il Kizin, Shomadis. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, bro. I remember you, Charlie. Charlie what happened? <laughs> Charlie, everything cool, man. Nice, Charlie, nice, this nice. guy be hustle. This guy be. I remember <laughs> those days when he starts. I mean, I think I think he lives somewhere now. Maboni is somewhere. Nah, I mean, that should be. Like, that should be. That should be. Yeah. 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 Then this guy go rush come studio for a shaman every morning. I don't know installing stuff. I mean, I'm also I'm an artist, so I I see this boy every morning. I'm Charlie. Uh, anytime I see your work, I'm like Charlie. I'm proud of you, Charlie. I just want to make uh, you know. Nice, I don't. Man. I don't know if you expect to see me here, but you know, this is like yeah, yeah, actually, come back so that you come back on stage so you can just talk to him personally. So, um, I think NK, you can just um ask your question now. Thank you. Yeah, NK. It looks yeah, like NK so, is caught yeah. up with something. So yeah, drummer, do you play any instrument? And if you do, like, what inspired you to play that particular instrument? The only instrument that I can play <laughs> is my mind. Because, <laughs> bro, like, if you're talking about uh, physical instruments, I can't play nada, bro. But if you're going to put a triangle in my hand and I just have to hit it like ting, ting every five seconds, I can do that one. But I can't play, <laughs> I can't play any instrument. I did try to learn the guitar. Actually, I, I taught myself the, like the, to, the, to the point where I knew how to like make my own, I knew how to make standard chords. And I think I learned power chords. And then that's where I kind of fell off. <laughs> yeah, and it took me like, it took me two weeks, two to three weeks to get to that point. And I used to live with this guy who, he started learning the guitar before me. But I was playing like, and creating my like songs on the guitar. And this guy was looking at me like, ah, am I serious? Am I saying I actually didn't know how to play this? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like I used to, so this is what I used to do, right? Even when, when I bought the guitar, even when I'm watching something, if I'm watching TV or whatever, because I noticed that when I'm playing, my fingers hit. So what I did was, I would put my fingers on the guitar strings and I will press them down. It was hurting, but I didn't care. And I, and I would just do that while I watched something. So I wanted my fingers to get used to that. And I did that over time. And then when my fingers got used to the pain, and now it just became a matter of learn the chords, learn how to p- position your fingers. That's how dedicated I was. I wanted to get it. Like, how do people do this thing? How do they know what they're doing? And then, unfortunately, I fell off. But, hey, it was, it was cool because, I don't know, I think... As much as like it's dope to know music theory, like I think it, it's like I I hate myself for not knowing music theory. I wish I could play like some. I wish I could I I could understand some of the stuff that I play. <laughs> I would sometimes be in a room with people who actually play, and then they would hear something. It could be a chord progression or a bass line. And they're like, bro, do you know what you played? 
this is not supposed to work. Why is it working? <laughs> like, I don't know. And sure. it's because I think sometimes as much as the mind is a very powerful thing, it can also be very limiting because you are sticking to a principle all the time because you know music theory, you know this chord is not supposed to work. This is not supposed to work. So I actually got to a point where when I started to learn the principles, I, started, I stopped doing certain things. And then I would go back and listen to my old beats. And I'm like, this is from when I didn't know anything. And there are some things from my old beats that I love. And I'm like, nah, I need to bring that back. So sometimes my own beats are even inspiration for myself. And I go back to them. I'm like, nah, why did you stop doing this? This was, this was dope. Why did you stop? So I go and I bring those things back. You know, Charlie, so <laughs> I, I can't play an instrument to save my life, bro. I can't play the keyboard. But I know what sounds good. I know what I want to hear. Like, I just know how to translate what I want yeah, like with my mind. So yeah, I can't play an instrument at all, man. That's insane, bro. That's that's crazy. You're just like one of the few guys that can't play an instrument, but then they can't do almost anything with music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like there was this song. Uh, um, I think uh, El and Ai Shine. It was on the bar three, I think. And people who like there are people after like to today who go crazy for that song. And when those people, the people who know that song, find out I can't play the keys or I can't play anything, they're like, nah, you're lying, you're lying. I remember, <laughs> um, um, you know, Instrumata, the guy that, that came up here, so he also knows uh, this uh, a producer. Uh, he, he goes by Il Keys. So <laughs> Il Keys used to tell me, oh, he can't play the piano, he can't play the piano, but at least him, he could sit behind the piano and he would know what he's playing. Like he could play a C chord, he would know, oh, if he, if he does this, and you know, when, when like bands meet and instrumentalists meet, they speak in this language. We don't get it. They're like, oh, yeah. So put, yeah, yeah this one, they play one, one. This one, they play two. And I'm like, what Theories. are you talking about? <laughs> like, what you people they talk about? I don't even bob anything. All I know is I want to make you play ping and play tan. <laughs> no, not that time. It's just tan. And then I'm like, I know the key I want to hear, but I don't know what it's called. I just know yeah. that's, that, adding that note is going to give me that vibe I'm looking for. So, so yeah, so I remember that guy used to be like, oh, nah, like, I should try and learn, I should try and learn it. And I don't know, me now, I don't know what it is, because mm -hmm. I bought a MIDI controller, like, sometime last year, and then I, I just need to at least dedicate maybe an hour, 30 minutes a day, and just practice, but Charlie life, you know, entrepreneur life. <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, it just gets crazy, it just gets crazy, but yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's okay. Like I've got more questions, but I think Doyen wants yeah, to so, come uh, in. Thank you. Thank you, um, everyone in the room. Um, mind you, we are recording this, and this is going on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. So, drumroll, the next session is actually about your work. Now, we've been talking about you yourself, which had already encroached into your work, but then we just want to focus on your work now. Um, can you just tell us some of the work that you've done that you're really proud of? Okay, thank you for that. Uh, work that I am proud of. Man. Uh, before, before you tell <laughs> okay. us you do a lot of things, please, the music production work that you... <laughs> I, I, don't worry, I'm, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking to the music. I'm sticking to the yeah, right, right now, I'm in music territory. So before you're asking exactly. what things I do, uh-huh. But right now, I'm sticking right, to the music. Don't worry, I got you. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's see. Like, do you want me to mention, like, a specific work or, it, like, it a specific be, it could be like, an record? EP. 
I mean, a body of work or a single work, which one do you, I mean, do you decide? Okay, if, if I'm to talk about body of works that I'm, like, I'm excited about, I think it would probably be... Huh. An, it, it can't be one. But <laughs> I would say... I mean, uh, the thing is, bar two would probably have to be one of, I wouldn't, that wasn't a body of work. That was just like some few productions in. I mean, it wasn't like I, I did the whole body of work. But my productions on bar two, as much as like I produced for, Sak was like the first, and you know, Sak is like the biggest artist in Ghana, and he jumped on my, and he jumped on my thing, and it was crazy and all that. Like, my work on bar two, I was proud of that because um, the thing is, like, I've, I'd always been a fan of L. You know, I've always been a fan of L until, well, I stopped working with him. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd always been a fan of him. And he came to actually, I remember back then, he actually linked up. He came to the studio with his, with his management and everything. And they were like, I don't know, for some reason, L just knew I was the guy <laughs> to put on that project. And because, I don't know, it was weird for me that this guy would, like, come all the way with his, with his whole team just to come and talk to me. Like, because back then, I just, I just felt like, yo, I'd only put one... There was only one song out with my name on it, which was Olua is involved. I mean, and I, that, I never even thought that beat was that crazy. The way people get, like, lost their heads over that beat, I, mean, I don't even understand. I just thought it was something so simple. But L came to me, and then um, came out of the crown, and All Black, and then All Black just, like, I guess that song just changed things. Because now that song just made everyone look at me in some totally different light. So I'm definitely proud of um, those two songs of that project. And then the follow-up would probably be um, my work on No Work Who for Manifest. And um, crazy story, like, Manifest was, when I spoke to, when me and Manifest finally, like, met up on that project, this, 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 man, to, this man tells me, um, oh, the project there, we are, we are almost done. That's what Manifest told me. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. And I gave him one beat. One beat became two beats. Two beats became three beats, four, five, six. Next thing I knew, <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, I was all over half the album. And that was also peak for me because, like, and I think, you before I get to that, so after that, then it would probably be Dio's. But before Dio's, um, then there would, it would be um, uh, Flash From My Soul with J-Town. And I love that project so much because, um, I was talking to Doyen the other time, I love that project because, like, we, me and J-Town, we met up, after like this whole, like you know the whole thing you're all black you know we're cool all of that but then it was like jaytown wasn't like he, he he was not he's not he's not mainstream jaytown isn't mainstream like down here and i think that's what made it exciting it was like oh he linked up he was like yo he wants us to do this he wants us to create a trap soul project i'm like trap soul but who's gonna listen to that but then then again it was like yo fuck it I, we don't care who listens we just want to create something beautiful so we went to the studio a bunch of times um, and we made a few records. We made Atlantis Nights. We made Mrs. Jones. And the way those songs came out, me and Jay would listen to those songs over and over again. And we're like, damn, like, this is something we can be proud of for years. So definitely, like, I would say, I would say these four. For, for Dio's, I can't, I can't, I can't sleep on Dio's because Dio's was like, Dio's is, Dio's is like my debut EP with anyone. It's like my very first pro body of work out. And I, and I did it with, Wallace. I mean, I, I still have another first, which would probably be my own single, like EP or something. But yeah, so I'd say this, these are definitely like the bodies of work that I am personally proud Man, of. Man, we can feel how much passion that you, you just, um, you know, 
talk with. That means your body actually entered into this project, and we are so proud of that. Yeah, bro. See, I have no way to to describe how crazy I am about yeah. like yeah. music. Like. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, I don't think anyone loves music and is doing it for... Unless you're doing it for the money and they just want to just make some racks and leave. But for the people who actually love doing it, yes, when they you talk, can you just feel know. the weight of what, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so we appreciate that. Um, if you're joining us from Nigeria, he mentioned some artists. EL is a top artist in Ghana and I, I believe most Nigerians know him. Walasi was here. Walasi is one of the... Um, I mean, artists in Ghana that I revere so much, I have so much respect for him. He's sort of like, um, no, he doesn't really like the mainstream. He does his thing. And I think he's one of the best, you know, um, musicians that ever touched Ghana. Uh, I mean, uh, and then he, he mentioned Manifest. A whole lot of us know Manifest as an African rapper. So, yeah, so that is, um, we just want to address that. Uh, if you mention an artist, Drama, please, if you mention an artist, just explain a little, a little further because we have Daku and all that. They are ready to learn about these artists. Okay, so uh, my next question is, um, with all these, um, put, um, I mean, the things that you've been, I mean, all these work that you've been doing with these artists, and I just want to, how do I say, just oppose it with you working with underground artists. So you are working with someone like Manifest and all that and against working with underground artists, which is more fulfilling. I mean, the money aside, which do you really feel like you are working, I mean, um, artistically? Okay, f- first things first, shout out to J-Town. I see you, bro. <laughs> Yo, um, yo, and shout out to Ike. I see Ike too. Um, Axel, Steven, yo, Tafriski, yo, I see all, I see all you guys, man. Yo, thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, okay, um, for me, the most fulfilling is when I work with people that you like. No one knows. Like, I just, you know, it's it's really nice to find, um, like you know, your your, your own people in your small corner create some magic with them bro it, it's the best it's the best man and also because you know usually sometimes when you create with these mainstream um artists um sometimes you you get treated like just a beat maker you know you don't get treated as a producer unless that's what you want yeah you want to be the kind of person you just want to send the beats they send you verses and you're done but that's not me i'm not i'm not a beat maker I, i'm a producer i'm a producer and a beat maker so like most of the music that I have put out that I have been very excited about, like I was telling you earlier, my project with J-Town, my project with, uh, with Wallace, because those were projects that I was like, I had my, like, I had my fingers in, like I could control things. I, I'm like, yo, I want this to sound like this, and I know why I want it to sound like this. But sometimes, you know, when you work with the mainstream acts, they, they have a certain way they want the music to translate, and sometimes it doesn't correlate well with how you want it to, to go. So sometimes the music comes out and you might not be as excited as you should be, you know, but people are excited for you because they're like, yeah. hey, it's this person, you know, you produce for this person. But nah, like I can, I can have a song with a mainstream artist out and then I have a song with, uh, with someone nobody knows in my, on my laptop and I'm jamming to that and I'm like, yo, I can't wait for people to hear this. Like this is what is going to slap, <laughs> you know? So yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I really enjoy working with 
um, a lot of the people on the, a lot of the, I don't want to call them underdogs. I, wait, what term is, is acceptable these days? <laughs> I don't want to call them underdogs or whatever you call them. I just, just talented people that no one knows, man. I don't know what, what the term is these days, but yeah. So those I mean, are actually I mean, the projects it's, it's that I'm actually to more say excited indie for. Artists now for <laughs> okay, indie artists. All right, all right. And the thing yeah, is that yeah, they are indie yeah. artists. The thing is that indie artists who are like, I guess, blown. So <laughs> not blown, but like popular. So yeah, but I guess yeah, indie artists is definitely the the perfect yeah. So yeah, indie artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Thank I, you for I that. Indie artists, they just want to create music without the influence from this big companies, corporation, and yes. And that's that what makes it beautiful, beautiful right? Brother. You can just create, and yeah. you know the level that you create music, and you can just sit down and be like, yeah, like your heart is at a good place. I think that is what creativity and music generally should be about, not just putting content to sell. Uh, I mean, yo, um, it's a it's a big market, man. Everyone has their reasons for wanting to do things, you know. Like uh, it's just gone to a point where it's like, yeah, we can't judge people for listening to what they want to listen to or create what they want to create for whatever purpose that they intend for it to be. But you know, you you know what you want to listen to. You know what you classify as good music. So you jam your good music, bro, and. You have creators who also know what they want to create. They know the message they want to convey. When they jump on a record, they know they are not out here just to make a song that they want to slap in, in, in the club or, and have somebody grind somebody girl ass too. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, they, just, they want to legit create something that can transcend, like, generations. You listen. And, um, and I, honestly, I get that from the only artist I probably, one of the only artists I probably get that from in Ghana would probably be well, last you can listen to a Wallace's Wallace record, and then it's like, yo, like, so you, you they get some spiritual vibes, you know, the Bible TV talk, but you just get that. And even when you listen to someone like uh, uh, Brian and he's rapping, he's like, hey, Charlie, <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's not rapping about, um, I don't know, what, what's called, he's not rapping about expensive cars and shit. He's telling you, hey, that's crazy. You told me I wouldn't blue. Now look at me. <laughs> you know, he makes the music feel real and personal. And that is what we miss. That is what, like, that's the kind of music that, like, for us who want to listen to, like, the actual music, like, enjoy it if it's just for the production, for the content. We, are, we get that from indie artists because they know where the creativity is at. They know, like, yeah, they're not here to do mainstream shit. And Charlie. So yeah, shout out to anyone on here who is an indie artist. Yeah, shout out, <laughs> shout out to, to everybody, everybody that's an indie artist here. Okay, so if you are in the room, uh, before just follow drum roll and follow this, you know, this club right here. Just follow it right now. So um, we move to the next question, which is drum roll. Although you just talk about your excitement working with indie artists, I mean underground artists, whatever the term is, but how do you get to work with all the big names? You can just tell us the story. Someone like Sarkodie. I, I, I mean, a lot of people are interested in how you get to work with Sarkodie. I can see Bernard Boy on your profile, Ice Prince. Tell us something interesting. You just mentioned a bit about how you met Manifest. J-Town, you've introduced J-Town a bit, and Wallace. I mean, Sway, Sarkodie, Manifest. You can just tell us. A, a whole lot about, especially Sarkodie first. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, for Sark. Boy too, please. <laughs> All right. Um, so for Sark, um, I, so I used to I used to uh, work um, at One Nation One Nation Studios, and One Nation um, housed um, the label. That was the label for Ifya. The label for Ifya, and um, uh, my manager at the time was Jimmy Davis. So I used to work there. I actually did my intern out of uni from there. Like, so I was, I was, uh, I was there as a graphic designer there. And then, um, I, so I used to roll with my guy, Haywire, back in the day. So me and Haywire ended up there. Um, um, long story short, they wanted to sign us. Um, but me, I've always been, you know, my, a, a little rebel in my own way. I always want my freedom. I don't want anyone telling me, hey, deliver this at this time and all that. So I was like, nah, I didn't want to do that. But Haywire signed. But then, um, so if you had this um, uh, guy, there was this guy there. Uh, he he uh, he goes by Toyo. Toyo, um, he used to go by Silver. So Toyo came through the studio a few times. He he used to like roll with Ifia every everywhere. So he came to the studio a few times. He heard my stuff, and this guy was like, "Nah, bruh, like people need to hear you." So <laughs> honestly, I. Um, that was that guy is the one who kicked off everything for me because he this is what he did right so he had my beats and then he had a i think he was he was going somewhere with ifya i had no idea he just he copied my beats didn't even tell me so i'm there one time and then this guy just tells me oh you know he actually sent some of my stuff to like the sock uh, or he had ifya do that but he's not sure if it's going to come through or whatever. I'm like, oh, bro, no, like even that alone, the fact that he did that was even too much for me. I was like, yo, thanks a lot for that. And then so uh, two, three days after that, I'm, I'm in my trotro heading to town. This guy calls me and it's like, bro, like Sark just sent me like two songs of your shit. I'm like, bro. Like, at that moment, I remember I was getting into a trotro. Like I, I stood in front of the car like, and the mates yelled in my face, like, ah, ooh, go. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm, I, are you not going to go? I'm like, boss, are they come? Are they come? So I was like, Toy, what should they tell me? He said, yeah, Charlie, start jumping and shit. I, was, I yelled. I was like, yo, the, the guy, the truck, truck guy got mad. He they drove off. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, nah, he's kidding. He's like, he's like, bro, come to the studio right now. So, yo, I go into the next car. Uh, I get to the studio. And then he plays the songs. And then the first song he played was, was, a, was a record called uh, Bitch Ass Niggas. Sark never put that song out, though. That song was hard. It was nasty. Jeez. If he put that song out at that time, ah, oh, man. <laughs> but he didn't. So he played that song, and then he played me, Olua is Involved, which he featured Payday on. So the very next day, or like it was like a, the very next day or two days after that, I go to bed. I'm like in, I'm in Haywire's crib. And then my phone is just going ting, 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 ting. And then me, I'm on Twitter, but nobody knows me on there because I used to go by a different name. I used to go by um, my, my rap name back in the day was uh, The Boy, D-Boy. So that was the name I had on there. And I went online that day and my Twitter, I was like, I had like so many retweets. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I checked and then he had put the song out and questions. Who is this guy? Who produced this? Is he American? Is he Ghanaian? Is he... Bruh and that was it like it was mad after that bunkers so a few months a few like weeks after that next thing i know um l is l um l is in the studio because this same guy 
um, Toyo. Um, man, I wish <laughs> that guy there, wherever he is, God bless him. Yeah, Toyo is Nigerian, by the way. He's, he's a Nigerian dude. So Toyo did it again. I was at school. And then he was at a session with L. And then he was like, brah, send me some stuff I can play for L. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I was on the motorway at the time. I, as soon as I get home, I go behind my laptop. I take my earpiece. I plug it in. <laughs> I, sit, I sit behind my desktop. And then and I think in a space of an hour or an, uh, an hour and a half, I made the beat for All Black. And then I sent it along with like two other beats. And then, uh, so I think a few days later, L came by the studio personally and he described to me the kind of beat, next beat that he expected from me. And the result of that was King Without a Crown. And so later on, he told me he wanted the files. I was like, all right, cool. And then in the car, he's like, yeah, he wants to play me the records. So he plays me King Without a, uh, King Without a Crown first. And my mind, I was like, what? <laughs> Because that song sounded so savage. I didn't even think any rapper would even want to jump on something like that. Because the beat was so busy and hard. And L just wrote that beat like it was nothing. I was like, nah, this is... I was in, I was in that car. I was just like, bruh. It was, it was all crazy feelings at that moment. And then after he plays that song, he parks the car. And he's like, now this right, this right now is my favorite song of the project. This song is just crazy. And then he plays me all black. And the funny thing is, I actually didn't see the whole big deal with All Black. I just, I just thought it was a really nice song. That was it. But when the project came out, it was an entirely different story. I remember being at the World Trade Center for, for the Bar 2 concert. Bro, when that song came on, bro, man, I was in tears. Like, I was, just, I was at the very top floor, and I looked down. And when, this, when that beat came in, the way people rushed back in the building... And, yo, people went crazy. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and in that moment, it's like you have this flashback of where you were, how you got called to make the beat, how the beat even happens. Like, there's a big flashback in your head. And it's like, damn. And to know that you did something like that, and that's the effect that it has on people, it is wild. So, yeah, man, like, that was, <laughs> that was crazy, too. And for, um, let's see, for Burner. I met Bernard through uh, Manifest. Like, me and Manifest, I've been wanting to get Bernard on the track for years. I mean, he asked me, yo, who's my favorite, like, artist out of Nigeria? And as much as Whiskey was popping off at the time, it was always Bernard. Because Bernard had this spirituality. I'm very big on spirituality and music. Like, yeah, like, and Bernard had that thing in his songs. I'm like, yo, we need, I, I love Bernard. And Manifest was like, yeah, him too. So, yo, we need to get Bernard on the track. And they've been trying to get Bernard for a long time. They reached out to his mom a few times, but it didn't pan out too well most of the time. So this one time, I was doing this one, one of my nine-to-five gigs, and he calls me, and he's like, yo, come to Labadi. I didn't ask anything. I just left, and I went to Labadi. I linked up with Mike Mills. We get there, and then we, we go on to this hotel. We, we, we go into the hotel, and I'm walking on the floor, and I see some, some light-skinned-looking dude. He passes by me, and then like, he's like, yeah, call me Mensa. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was the bunch. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that was the love for <laughs> That was the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was the bunch. I was like, oh, I'm like, who the hell are we going to see? So we walk into a room, empty room, and Mike Mill sets up, and he, he doesn't tell me anything. Charlie, we, we set up in the room. I sit in my corner. We are there. The next thing I know, some, oh, so a few guys enter the room. I hear, oh, Kim Promise, and a few other people are in the, are in the next room. I hear Kill Beats, and the rest are in the next room. I'm like, hey, Charlie, what's going on? What's going on? Next thing I know, we're in the room, and I'm like, I heard a voice. I'm like, that voice sounds familiar, but nah. Nah, <laughs> it can't be. 
and African giant just entered the room inside. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, no, you was in the corner, like my eyes were open. I was like, no. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, Jumro, like what year was this? What year was this? Uh this was uh let me see. If I think two years ago, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think that two years be ago. Before he dropped African Giant or after he dropped African Giant. Wait, 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 wait that was that was way before way before way before he dropped African Giant. So he wasn't he wasn't even he wasn't even called that yet at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but he was like, yeah, at that at that point I think I don't know if he had yeah, he had definitely dropped on the low and most of these songs that like really blew him out the water. So yeah, it was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm like I'm in a fucking room with Burner. And and at that moment I think uh Mike was the one behind the console, so and we set up in a hotel. So Mike was just playing beats and I didn't even say a word. Like I was just soaking the whole thing in, man. Like I didn't want to talk. I didn't wanna cause I didn't know what was gonna come out of my mouth. I don't I didn't want to come out like some like, like some bitch, like, oh my god, I'm a fan. <laughs> no, like a groupie, I just started my corner I said groupie, man, but yo, bruh, I'm a freaking groupie for Burner, man. Because, yo, I know his songs, like, from the very start. Like, from, um, see my dark shades, on like I can see. Yo, are I you a singer, man? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know all those songs, bro. Oh, me, Charlie, uh, me, you put weight. I've told you people, me, I do everything. You dead, I'm going to drop my songs. Waiting, yo, they dead. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, like, and... I knew all his songs, but I was just chill. And then they played some. So if you just we're just playing a bunch of beats that they could use. And then I think one of the beats that they played was um, um, uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow, that's the one manifest eventually did with him. But then there was this other record, bro. I feel like he's forgotten about that song because yo, the thing is, when these superstars and bro, they have producers sending them beats on a daily. If you don't remind them, or like yo, that yo, there's this jam you forgot here. And that's the thing. I actually haven't had the chance to, ha- to be in touch with him again since. But me and him have this song. Eh? Oh, God. <laughs> that song, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. He, ju- he just needs to be reminded of that song. He's going to put that song out. That song, is, that song is mad. So there was that. Um, wait, which, which other artists have I left out? Okay, let me see. Sway. Sway. Um, I met Sway. I met Sway through Manifest, actually. I've met some really awesome people through Manifest. Manifest has actually been very, like, Manifest has been, I mean, I call him, you know, like, <laughs> Godfather MC. Like, Manifest is one of those people, Charlie, he tries to put me on wherever, like, he would go. I remember when the project was that fresh, like, there is no interview that Manifest would walk into and he wouldn't say my name or make any reference to me. And he was doing that everywhere. And that, that was mad. And so Manifest actually told Sway about me. It's like, yo, he's been working with me and blah, blah, blah. And Sway had been looking for some young producers out of Ghana to work with. You know, because Sway is also all about the motherland, Charlie. As much as he's been in the UK for how many years, he's always been about, you know, like home. So he wanted to find young talent from here. So when Manifest told him about me, he's like, all right. He linked up, and you know me and Sway, it's crazy. Me and Sway have so much in common. It's mad. Uh, apart from the fact that we have the same names, the spelling is the same. There is so much. It was so weird. Like when me and him are talking, like he says something, I'm like, "Wait, you too?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What the hell?" So me and him, we became like, and it's crazy because I, I used to look up to Sway too. Like I knew, I know his songs. Like I was in, the first time I was in a car with him, like. <laughs> like I was rapping his songs and I was like wow wow you really like you really know me I'm like yeah I really do like I really look, look like I looked up to you man I look up to you still 
So, so for him, like, he was just in Ghana, and he hit me up, and he was like, yeah, like, let's meet. So I, I pulled up, I went to his place, you know, we sat, we talked, and when these things happen, it gets to a point, it's like, Charlie, it, it, it's too much for your brain to understand because it's like, yo, you only used to dream of things like these and then it's, it's, it's there. And then Charlie, back then, like, you know, we used to look up to the Skillions and the fact that I could even be in the same room with J, J Soul, J Town. Uh, um, Charlie, when you look up to people like that and you finally get that moment, you're in a room with them. Charlie, you, you, it's, it's a feeling you can't explain. It's like you feel like you have reached. <laughs> but yeah, but me, it's always at the back of my mind that like there's still a lot to do. So me, as much as people, a lot of people think I've achieved so much, hey, I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't scratched the surface. I haven't done, I feel like I haven't done jack, honestly, yeah. And God help me, like there's so much more I have that I want to put out, yeah, man, and in due time, due time. Yes, yeah, that, that's really damn, amazing. Damn, you know, damn, to damn. even think about, you know, damn. what <laughs> Yeah. That's more than amazing doing and that's incredible. Like, that's really, you can't even call it amazing, dude. Like Bro. If, if you know yeah, that's song, a story all black, to you tell can check all story. black. That's by EL. <laughs> he produced the song. And if you are from Nigeria and you don't know about these songs, just go all black from EL. And you know, after this, we will just list some of his projects so you can listen to personally. You can follow him also on I think he's got his Twitter and Instagram here. That will do it appropriately in the end. For now, um, Nathan has got some questions for you. I think Nathan's question is specifically more about money, 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 about the music industry. So, yeah, Nathan, let me go. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, man, I know, like, all of these things are exciting. Like, with a drive to, you know, do music and, you know, get to meet these people you look up to and being in the same room with them is crazy it's beyond imagination See, you, you haven't asked the question yet then, but i'm very excited go on bro so like how do you work with the paperwork with these people like you get placements with them you know the craft leave the craft aside at that some point you gotta you know handle the business how do you you know settle paper paperwork with them how do you get at what point did you get to understand that okay i have to you know pay attention to the business part of music too and production Okay, so um, in the beginning, you know how it is, Charlie. We just want, we, if, the thing is, whenever you're a young artist or young producer and then you get your first break or your first big song, those are the things that, like, the thing is, no one, you don't know about these things because, Charlie, it just, the thing happens so quick. So for my early songs, I didn't, nobody told me about all of those things. The only way I knew I could make money as a producer was, yo, I'm, I make a beat for you, cash in hand. <laughs> you know, like, quick, quick. <laughs> let's keep it moving. And then um, I think I started to learn about that when I met with uh, J-Town and um, Seven. <laughs> for, for, for those of you that don't know Seven, he's been pushing this um, alliance for uh, music in Ghana agenda because, Charlie, he's seen that Gamro Dems are not doing anything. If you guys have seen this video where there's this guy questioning the Gamro panel. I've seen that, he's giving that's them a crazy. Piece of mind. That was, <laughs> that is seven <laughs> that is seven so j town and seven were like the first few people like the first two people like and then i think later on j so also started like letting me know about that so they put me on game how royalties and all that stuff work and in the beginning it was so complicated i was like yo what is all this but charlie it's necessary like 
as artists, we need to learn these things. When I, when I learned them, I realized that, ah, let's say you know hard like that. I think it's as simple as register with a society. These people are collecting money for you. Just, just register the songs online so they know, oh yeah, these songs are, uh, you are part of these songs. And they collect money for you. Like, what is so hard about that? It's really not. So, but it, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing that they didn't tell me though. <laughs> or here's the thing that like, they, they let me know the benefits of these things. All right. But I mean, that's, they kind of didn't need to tell me. They, they didn't need to because it was kind of obvious. But the thing is that if you do not have songs with really big artists or you're not making numbers, you're really not going to make, you're not going to see anything from royalties and all of that. Like the thing is that when I started, they, make, they used to make royalties sound like, hey, you make one song, hey, someone presses play one, you're making like $10. No. When someone presses play on a song, you're making 0.00 something. It's very small. It's very small. So it's like you need to get your cash in the hand and also the royalties. Because the truth is that the cash in the hand is very, very important because that's how we roll, that's how we move because, Charlie, the system is hard. So everyone needs to understand that. So for me, after like three or four songs, I produced for a few mainstream artists. And then Manifest was also, Manifest again, <laughs> was the first artist I worked with here who pulled up that paper and was like, yeah, this is your splits. This is your percentage. That time I didn't even know what, what it was. I was like... I was like, ah, at that moment, I was, I was now getting to understand it, but I was like, but this split sentence, what is it going to do for me? Like, I don't understand, but we did it. You know, my splits are there. And then I registered with whatever society I was supposed to register with. And I remember like, <laughs> I remember when I got my first like $50 or something through DistroKid, I was like, what? I was so excited. Like $50. I was like, yo, that's mad. And then down the line, I registered with the publishing administrator and that's why I saw a change. That's why I saw, I'm like, okay, okay. There's, there's, there's some money in this thing. And when I'm saying that, please don't get too excited. I'm not making like, I, I don't think, I, I've, not, I've not even made $1,000 yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> and so the thing is, yeah, that's, that has been my process. Like, it's like, you pay me for production. Like, we talk about this. And it, sometimes it also depends on the working, you know, uh, relation. If I'm working with an indie artist, like someone that I am like, you know, putting my time into, investing my time into and all of that. We have different terms. If you come to me as a mainstream artist, we have different terms. If you come to me, and sometimes I even, sometimes I even charge you based on, on how serious I think you are doing music. Because <laughs> some people come to you and you can tell these people that they are just playing, they're not serious. So I'm just going to charge you, take my royalties and then yeah, just go your way. For those people, I will just play beats for them. I don't produce for them. I just play beats for them. But that's the money side in general. Like, ever since I did my publishing, I will tell you, like, I've seen the difference, especially after that manifest and burner record. <laughs> that, that is why I saw a big spike in my, in, my, in my royalty numbers. I was like, okay, so this is what they don't tell you. So that, that's the thing. So it puts you in this headspace that he has a producer, Charlie. Um, Charlie, it's not, always, it's not always the physical money, man. You just need to put out a lot of good songs. I'm telling you, you might not know which song it is, but one of those songs will fit pick up. And when that happens, Charlie, there's some nice money on the royalty side, I'm telling you. Yeah, so, so as much as we're not making like major bank, especially because most of the systems are down here don't work. Um, and the thing is, we don't have a lot of artists who are on the international platform that, okay, you can be like, because here's the thing. 
if you're a producer, right? And let's say in Ghana, if let's say we had over 20 artists who could have records go international, I could have, I could, I could produce a song for an artist and tell him not to pay me at all. And this is what sometimes the people down here make it look like, oh, Ghanaian producers, you like money and everything, give me money. Yo, if the system worked, eh, you can come into my studio. Yes, come, let's record. I don't take any money from you. I'll just tell you, yeah, give me my 50%. I don't take money from you because I know royalty, the system works. I know I'm going to make that money back through royalties. So that is when you would find people say, oh, yeah, you know, when you see the foreign artists working, they don't, they don't talk about money. They don't, it's because two things. They have, their, they have all these things sorted out, and they have people behind the scenes doing all the money talk. So people don't see that. So they think, oh, yeah, it's just vibes. Bro, there's money. There's money going on in the back. So yeah, man. So in terms of the money, I don't know if I answered your question, though, bro. Did I? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did, man. You yeah, like, all right, super. Man. Doing that. Nathan. Yes, sir. So, like, um, in, you talked about publishing, and also you mentioned DistroKid. Can you break down, first of all, can you break down this, the royalties for us, like, for us that we, um, independent in the producers and underground producers, like, don't, don't get yet. If you can break down the, the royalties, um, the one for publishing, the one for mechanicals, and every other thing, and how much percentage you think um, producers should collect. Okay, so, um... So DistroKid is, is, uh, is basically, you know, you, you, you give your song to DistroKid. Their job is to distribute your song to all of these streaming platforms. That is their job. That is what they do. There's, as much as there's other services like TuneCore. But I think DistroKid has, they've over the years just come down to be the indie artist's best friend. So you can easily get your song to them. for, And it's, I think it's pretty cheap. I think it's like $19.99 uh, a year. And yeah, and all of that. So you pay for that for the year. How many, if you want to drop a billion songs, you can do that. And uh, that system is pretty simple. The only, the only downside for us down here, especially in Ghana, is you know we don't have PayPal, and they've limited um, their payment um, their payment options to pay. Uh, I think PayPal, wire transfer, and a few other options. So it's kind of making it hard now to retrieve royalties from there because now because the wire transfers, bro. The, the their cuts on like on that is a lot. I don't even think it's their cut, but I think it's just the transfer cost. So PayPal would have been cheaper, but yeah. Anyway, so um, so there's the monies that people make off streaming. So if if I, if I distribute a song, I put a song up right now, people play it, play it, play it. All the revenue generated comes straight to your DistroKid bank, and you can just transfer it to yourself anyhow that's available to you. So that is very very simple. But when it comes to the publishing side of things, now publishing is a whole different ballgame. Publishing is like, it's, um, this goes to, uh, this goes, uh, we're talking about performances. Performances in your song being played on TV in some other countries, being played on radio in some other country. It's being like, that's the, that is it being used in a commercial, being used on, t like, that is where the publishing money comes in. When an artist goes on stage and is performing your song, you're making royalties. If he, if uh, some radio station is playing it in the background, you're making royalties. If some TV station as it as the music video on TV, you're making royalties. Someone um, make, puts us your song on a YouTube video, you're making royalties. And there's like different avenues that you can make these monies from, and it's like it's a lot. Like you need to like really learn. Let's eat. There's also this one called PPL, but PPL is like mainly for 
like it's like it's geared for instrumentalists so if let's say you are a producer i call someone to come to my studio play drums for me just drums and he goes ppl is for that guy you know those little people someone who comes to do backing vocals someone who just comes to play a single thing and go like you pay them off but they are even them they are, they still have to get ppl so the realities thing it can be it might sound like it's confusing but it's really really simple so my publishers came in like so i registered with a with a publishing administrator called song trust so this is how it simply works so you need to belong to a society like for money to be able to be collected for you and the societies that we have are your prs bmi ascap and in ghana we have gram rule which i don't know is working but hey um so we have those societies so as an artist you need to belong to one of them so now that you belong to one of them that's one step done now you either need to register as a publisher just another whole ball game or a writer so i registered as a writer on prs i belong to prs but here's the thing you have to do a lot of groundwork to be able to get all your money to yourself and this is what you need a publishing administrator for so you just let the administrator know i belong to this society this is my id number blah 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 you pay them a one-time fee and that's it now all you need to do is when you create a new song you register it with your publishing administrator so they know this song i have so and so share in this song and that's it just cross your legs they do all the work for you that's how simple it is and ever since i registered with song trust which is my they are my administrators that's when i saw like okay yo there's money in publishing and it all comes down to you doing very much a lot of work and a lot of good work and just having a lot of just flood the system and then you make so much money you won't even understand because that's just how it, that's just how it works it's really really simple i don't know if I've, I've been able to break it down for people who don't get it or if you know someone still needs to <laughs> needs, needs me that to break it down more than enough more. more than enough <laughs> all right man yeah that is great that is great but does this does this work for producers as well because you mentioned for artists like if you're an artist independent doing your thing you're on your own what if you're a producer working in the background yeah so as a producer like that's what i was saying like producers are like bro without us it's just going to be a bunch of acapellas on radio exactly so we are very like we are very important like we are part of the whole charlie without we the thing no go work so exactly so it's like whenever that's what i say when you come to me as an artist now charlie um uh, after the song is done splits this is my percentage this is your percentage we keep it moving and then the thing is that the producer has to get usually on publishing you have to get if it's just you and an artist you're supposed to get 50 50. that's how it's supposed to be but um usually what happens is when an uh, when an artist pays you for a beat they would um it's referred to as an advance it's not really they don't really call it payment they'll call it an advance so if an if an artist let's say pays you let's say um two thousand ghana cities for a beat they can say maybe they might say okay since i'm paying this as an exclusive and i want to use this beat exclusively and i'm paying you two thousand cities for it um, and I, I've given you physical money upfront. So when it comes to the publishing, I will probably take 70 and then you will take 30 because I've paid you on advance. But then the thing is that like generally it's supposed to still be 50, 50 because it's a property. I bought in half, you bought in half. 
it's so so but some people like negotiate like that like some people can be like oh yeah um you know maybe uh, uh if it's maybe a friend of yours it could be like charlie a lot of by a lot of money went into, went into this thing so you know what let me just let me give you uh, i'll give you um uh, 40% I'll take 60 and then I'll pay you this upfront. So it's all negotiation. It's all negotiation. So yeah, that's um, pretty much. Yes, sir, man. That's absolutely enlightening, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Joe, you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. Just want to ask some. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Jomro, you uh, mentioned something about um, song trust, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's say a producer now he has a BMI account. If he created a BMI account as a songwriter, not as a publisher, as a songwriter, can they still get the royalty money? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like I said, the whole point is you should belong to a society. So BMI is your society, right? So now, now that you have BMI, your society, they are not your publishing administrators. That's an entirely different job. So if you belong to BMI, what you do is you go to SongTrust. I think um, at the time that I registered, it was $100. It was $100. But I think if someone sends you like a referral, I think you get like a 10% discount or something. And so if anyone is interested, maybe I can send you a referral. I think we both get like some 10%, 10% or something. <laughs> so yeah. So okay. yeah. So once you register with them, then... They have a very simple process to register songs. It's very, very simple. Unlike PRS, I tried registering a song on PRS a bunch of times. It's a very long process. But once you register those songs with them, you make them understand that, oh, yeah, you are with BMI, uh, but you want them to handle your publishing. It's as simple as, so um, there's a section where you, uh, you add the information of the people that you did uh, the song with. And then, so you, and it's very simple. I think you just need their emails. Uh, you need um, what we call an IPI number. The IPI number is the ID number that is given to you when you belong to a society. Yeah. So each artist has the IPI number. Um, so you, so uh, they would ask for their email, um, IPI number. I think they would ask if they belong to a society and um, I think they are, their real names. And uh, yeah, pretty much it. That's it. So once you have that in there, the rest is just put in the percentages and it always has to amount to 100 they will not allow you to register a song if everyone's split hasn't been put in there. So every so it's there. When you put in a figure, it's already calculating. So if maybe I put in my name, I write 50 by my name, automatically it calculates that the 50 goes to the next person unless you keep like dividing it and you keep changing the numbers. So as soon as you get all the 100 and you put that in, you, um, and then that's really it. That's all. You're done. You're in yeah. the system. So once a song of yours transcends bodies, is played somewhere, you see it. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. I think uh, Beatstars has has something similar to that. Yes, yeah. Beatstars ventured into that line of business. I think not too long ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So so Beatstars they they do that as well now. Yeah, Beatstars does that as well now. In case you don't know what Beatstars is, they become like the mothership for producers there's a bunch of producers on there selling their beats and stuff like that so yeah in case you don't know what beatstars is yes sir um anyway uh we are just coming to the end i hope everyone can hear me here because i don't know 
it is what it is yeah man yeah we're, man we are yeah. coming to the end but then drum roll um we just have to ask you some few questions um the first question is with the current trend of african music um what do you see the future of african music at um i don't i don't know if you get me correctly you see the way african music is paving way in america and all that how do you see the Afri- um the future of african music from this kind of new wave that we, we've gotten what do you see the africa to be is it going to be one-sided like a general like afrobeat or the other genres are like hip-hop all these can also catch up someday huh, the thing is uh, i mean i think uh the music has actually every genre of music has their crowd but as to if hip-hop can be as big as afrobeats Hmm, that would be very, it would be very hard because um, I think, I don't know if it's, I don't know, but I feel like the human mind just seems to translate well, like, or people just um, relate well with things when they come in a form of melody and, you know, and Afrobeat is all melody and, you know, that kind of thing. I was having a a discussion today with uh, my friend, uh, Mike Quissy, and I was telling him that, like, bro, how many rappers like out of Africa even, I've gone into the spotlight to be able to win, win a Grammy or something. It's always a singer. It's always an, an Angeliki Ju or, you know, it's always a singer. And as much as they don't do Afrobeats, but most, I think, like right now, like right now, Af- Af- Afrobeats has become the African sound now. It, it is the African sound. And I feel like right now that it's going into the U.S. and now we have Koreans doing it. And... <laughs> Bro, and I feel like Afrobeat is going to be around for a long time. All that is going to happen is just, it's just probably going to keep changing form. But I feel like it's going to be in the running for a long time. Hip-hop can, hip-hop is not far behind. Like, hip-hop, like, is really close to Afrobeats. Like, when you, when you hear genres like drill, drill music isn't as far, as, it's not far from Afrobeat too. It's very, very close. Drill beats is, is I think, one of the best genres that have really bridged that gap between Afro and, 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 and hip-hop or trap music. Because when you listen to someone like Black Sheriff, like whenever I listen to Black Sheriff, I feel like, yo, drill was made for that guy. I say that because, like, he brings this really, it's like his, the melodies he sings are high life. <laughs> but he, the way he puts it together on the, on the whole drill thing, it just works. Like, it works. Like, it was like drill beats were made for that guy. And, and, and drill beats, when you even listen to the way the hi-hats are played, it sounds like these old songs our fathers used to listen to. That, you know, that kind of thing. It's just like, it just sounds like it's, it's just fast to beat, but it's there. It's like, you know, like, you know, like, that's very true. Yeah, so he's in his bag on that. So it's like, even hip-hop doesn't seem like it's going anywhere until some small Afro comes inside. That says a lot about Afrobeats, man. Cause, and Afrobeats is... When I started out like fully a hip-hop producer, I was like, yeah, hip-hop, everything. But when I grew up and matured, I realized, like, yo, Afrobeats, yo, like, bro, you are African. <laughs> like, you're supposed to even be proud of Afrobeats more than anything. As, as much as hip-hop also originated from here, that we already know, but... People always used to treat Afrobeats like when you went rapper and you do Afrobeats, you're a sellout. Like what the heck? <laughs> sellout because you're doing African, you're you're, you're rapping on African beats. You're a sellout. Road, this, this one, this your partner manifest. I would I would like to ask this. 
you know, back then, Azonto was on the rise and Manifest did something like, um, sort of like Jay-Z did Death of Auto-Tune. But, yes. Death so, of Auto-Tune. <laughs> how does he feel? Like, do, you, do you know, have you ever asked him that? How does he feel about that? Because I know he was the main pioneer of, you know, trying to gun this thing down. <laughs> I mean, the thing is like, Azonto, yo, it's, it was an error. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy era. Honestly, the thing that fascinated me about, about Azunto was like, I don't know, the, just the patterns in that, in, in that genre. Cause I didn't understand. I don't know how Inshona did it. <laughs> that guy was also next level, but I never asked Manifest about that. But, um, the thing was, it was an era, Charlie, some errors just come and go. Like, um, when, um, what's this guy's name? Scopa Tumana. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I don't uh, remember his name since. Yeah, Butterpa, yeah. <laughs> Butterpa. Yes. So when Butterpa came, I remember I tweeted something. I said something. Hey, that tweet caught fire. That tweet is probably like one of my most retweeted and liked tweets. Like, because I said something about, like, we have artists in Ghana who are, like, really creative and really good. But, well, y'all would just want to listen to Patapa and have him blow and all that. Hey, that tweet, yeah, hey, Charlie, can't see bashing. And, uh, I, hey. I, 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 saw, I saw that tweet. I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, hey, someone says, hey, somebody say no go. He wouldn't even stream my music again because I said that. <laughs> if you that don't was know an Patapa, that's the guy behind one corner. It's a, it's a very, it's a biggest hit song in Nigeria. <laughs> the biggest Ghana export <laughs> music in Nigeria. <laughs> Boss, you, know, <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah, but, it, <laughs> but the thing is, it was a phase. Some some things they, they just come trend small and they die. They die. I'm they die down. That, that that song was just poorly mixed, poorly sung. Like it was just terrible. But yo, no one cared, and that's that's no the thing. Cared. That's the thing about like, music. Like the first time, the first time I heard that song, I was like, ah, was this a DJ that made it? Like was it like the DJ had the beat and decided to put the vocals <laughs> on it? Because everything was just mashed up over the place. I'm like, what is going on? And then people were jumping. I'm like. And then my ears were hurt. I'm like, what is this song? Everywhere. But, like, I'm like... But hey, it's, it translated with some people. Charlie, people were humping all over the streets. Yo, that thing was mad, man. Like, people were humping light posts, gutters. Shush. I mean, I mean, I got that, that way to hump that wall that the wall fell on me. Oh, my God. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it became a whole thing. Like, it was really yeah, mad man. and weird. Exactly, but yeah, but but back to him, and I think yeah, I mean, manifest was right though. It was like Charlie. I mean, right now it's died down. Asunto is totally phased out. Maybe someone could can I don't know make make a much more modernized version of it, and then sneak it in the new genres, and it would work. You, yeah, you know, Sarkodie tried to revive it like um, I think during the lockdown. I think it wasn't. I think it was stuck in the UK, and then he uh, um, he did he did he released a track. I forgot. I forgot the title. I think yeah, that's Fuhukimi. Yeah, that was when he tried to revive ah, it, and then it was yeah. it was it was a buzz for a bit, but then it's just. Sort of I think L even they, tried. They also. all tried, you know. Yeah, they, was, they were doing. Yeah, they all videos. tried. But then it, it, I think, I think, it, yeah, the whole Azonto thing. It became. It, I guess kind of died down when social media kind of like termed the Azonto as like some weird thing, like yeah. something to to Are degrade you, someone's yeah. like whole thing and then everybody was like put off with the whole horizontal well thing you up. so reviving yeah. it right now is near to impossible but you see okay now here's one thing that um i think is, is one of the reasons why nigerians seem to be more um ahead when it comes to music like 
it's they have this mindset of Charlie, as local as this thing might sound, like they 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 keep like developing their sounds. And it doesn't just like they don't just so let's say if Nigerians had Azonto, do you know what they would have done? They would have found a way to make Azonto jazz, Azonto soul, Azonto something. And then you would find like artists like doing some really soulful stuff and yeah. stuff that might resonate with other people. Azonto so someone <laughs> Nigerians are the real definition of group of companies. They will have one company and just broaden the whole thing. Like, exactly. But as for us, our thing is when we something, something is buzzing, everyone does it and then it dies. That is our thing. That is what we do. You know, like we had Afrobeats. Like whenever I see people on Twitter saying, with Ghanaians, yeah, we came up with Afrobeats. I swear to God, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that shit again. It pisses me off. And so what? We originated the thing, but Nigerians are doing it better than we did. Hands way, down. Way, way, way better. I don't care who, what, who bashes me about way this. They are doing it way better. And it's not because they stuck to the old sound. Though. Charlie, look, look at the way, look at the way the Afrobeat sound. Some of their genres, some of their drum patterns are not even Afro. They are Mexican. Some of them are from Latin music. And now it's funny. When people hear Latin drum groups, they say it's Afrobeats. They take like Nigerians will take your thing and make it better, <laughs> and now <laughs> and now you listen to it and you're like, yeah. All you can say is yeah, we did it. Yeah, and yeah. so what? <laughs> we don't like to brag. Hey, shout out, like to, brag. shout out to the Nigerian. Like, like, shut your ass One thing I think one thing I've noticed about the Nigerian uh, music producers is that like they are not really afraid to like experiment. Like, yes. Yes. Yes, but I've watched like a few. I've watched um, Ozodikos. I've watched even. Oh man, CK, I love like, that guy. Like I, I, even I watched CK's breakdown of his track, the Love Wants It, and then like looking at mm-hmm. the whole production of everything, everything was just top notch. Like the idea, how he got the idea and bringing it down, like adding people, like the whole thing was just to perfection. Yeah. But then. I'm not like I know I'm Ghanaian, but then every time I every time I, like I'm in a conversation with producers, I'm like, seriously, I don't know what like Ghanaian producers we are doing. To be honest, but like MOG, MOG, MOG came like he was doing bangers, bangers, bangers. But then like let's be honest, like right now, how many songs like like last year, last two years, every song that was released on the radio was either produced by MOG or it True. wasn't like True. everything was MOG. But True. right now. He just, he just. I don't, I don't even know the last song he produced. To be honest, like yo, that guy, that just, guy, man, <laughs> that guy. Look, I mean, I don't care what anyone says about that guy, but it's mad. Like, see, because the, oh, yeah. the whole, the whole emoji, emoji is god. Like, yeah, I like the, the, the whole artist to producer ratio for that guy to be producing bangers for people left right like that. It was insane. Like, I, was I remember, insane. <laughs> I'm listening to every song and emoji. I'm like, what? This guy, this guy. But then here's the thing. <laughs> When you keep pushing out that much quantity, there's no room for quality. That's the thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because, exactly my point. Yeah, because yo, these people, these uh Ozedikas, Boss Brain, these guys don't produce for just anyone who like they are there in their corner once in a while, then they'll drop a track, bam, and it's like one song, then it'll disappear. Then another time, then I mean Boss Brain, you know, he was he was producing all right thing, but after he started working with Rima and then and Ozedikas as well, bro. I was like, yo, these guys are on some whole other level. I mean, even before Ama Piano became as big as it was, when you listen to uh, Woman, these guys were way ahead. 
Like, like, woman like was I was built off Ama Piano. Like, yes. I, like, I was. I remember I wasn't like really versed in Ama Piano, and I heard the woman track. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, yo, what's this you, written? You like, were right. I was like, actually, huh? that is the first time I heard the term Ama Piano. You, you cry, make my mind come up. The first time I heard the term Ama Piano was off that song. And then they were like, so I watched uh, this making uh, behind the scenes of how they made the beat. And then they mentioned Ama Piano. I'm like, what are these guys talking about? What is Ama Piano? What is that? <laughs> and I do my research and I, and I find out it's this new essay genre. And I'm like, okay. And look at how they made it sound. Like, really? and <laughs> so it doesn't sound like, it doesn't have the basic, I mean, the elements of Ama Piano are in there. Yes. I'm sorry. Look, Nigerians make the best. That is true, bro. That down. is true, man. Oh God. That is true. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. <laughs> like, like, you see, you see that, that brings us back to full circle of what Nathan, we are talking Nathan. about. Nigerians we're taking everything and making yo. it better. Nathan, we're just staying humble. <laughs> yes. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. This is just the honest truth. Yo, it's facts, bro. Like, it's facts. Nigeria, Nigeria just make everything better. Like, that's just Man, on behalf like, of every night, like, producer <laughs> doing the thing, man. We appreciate you guys. Honestly, man. Oh, for real. Like, like, a Nigerian, like a Nigerian producer, they'll drop an Afro with an Ama Piano infused. And then you listen and you're like, how how is this even working? Like, but then it's jumps. I mean, like, for for that, it's that's the thing. The thing is, it's not too far away, but it's just the the mindset to want to sit your ass down and do it. Like, see, if a Ghanaian was to sit, like, see, I've sat down here eh, even before, even before what's his name, even before uh, uh, Black Sheriff came out. Look, I remember being in a studio and I told someone, "Yo, imagine high life and drill." And, yo, immediately I called a guy and I was like, yo, let's lay this thing. Actually, I have a high-life drill beat light on my laptop. Eh? I, actually want, I actually want to send that shit to Black Sheriff. But I'm just, I'm just waiting because I want to make a few more. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, uh, uh, how do you call it? Like, my guy sent me um, this. Um, he sent me an unreleased record of Sheriff to, like, add some A to it. And it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of, like, high-life infused drill. And then, exactly. Like, God, and then the title is Alomo. I don't know when he's going to release that, but that song. Uh, that title God. alone, man. That title alone. I can't wait to my hear God. it. My <laughs> God. My God. Like, every time, like, every time, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm done with 808. Every time I, like, I play that shit back to my car, and then someone hopes and be like, Joe, is that Sherry? I'm like, he's like, is it? I'm like, no, no. It's like, whoa. Like, everything is just mad. That guy, stop. So it's just that the, the people around him get him. That's uh... it. But, but but here's the thing. So I mean, what I'm saying is like, bro. That, like all I'm saying is like, yo, our producers down here. The thing is, for me, I am I'm, I've actually think I've from way back. I've personally been doing that. I've been like trying to fuse things together, a few genres together. But the thing is, people don't really pay attention to a producer. They will pay attention to an artist. So like, I would, I need an artist to help me like like for people to hear okay yeah this is this is the sound that this guy is going for this is the, because look at what SARS is doing right me the, from next year i'm gonna be on some SARS shit when i say that like if you follow SARS, like SARS is not gonna be in the background though if SARS is doing a song with you it's gonna say he's the artist. this person and SARS, <laughs> he's the artist. that person and SARS. he's an artist too yes and that's how every producer like more or less has to be at this point especially because it's like if you're gonna wait for an artist to always jump in your shit and then before you people hear what you are working on yeah either you find your own artist or Charlie, you find some your own way you know and and other producers have found their way like they can just put up an instrumental just have some nice visuals upload that that's, that stuff is beautiful but if you wanted to go far usually having a human element on there really helps 
So for me, that's what I'm trying to, man. Big up Jews in Ghana. Yeah, man. Yeah, big up Jews. Big up Jews, man. And um, so it's like, for me, that's why I'm more excited when I work with indie artists because I'm able to be more experimental with them. They understand that, yo, I'm trying to do something new. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm not trying to, even if it's Afrobeats, I want to do something different with Afrobeats. You know, like, and that is why I'm, that's why when you asked me earlier, I said I was more excited working with indie artists because I feel like, yeah, like that's what the Nigerians, like the, the thing about Nigerians is they're open-minded. If an artist comes in and says, oh, I want to try this and this, yo, are you cool? But then sometimes down here, oh, this is not what is popping now. Who, who saw this tweet from um, J5 where he said when he came down to Ghana and he tried to work with an artist, they kept on saying, I want a song that sounds like this person's song. I want yeah. a song that sounds like that person's song. Did anybody see, see that tweet? tweet? But, yeah. mm-hmm. Yo, J5 tweeted that when he came to Ghana. He said that's what everyone, every artist is like. Yeah, this is what is popping now. So let's do something like that. This is what's popping now. Let's do something. And this is from someone who came from outside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. Yeah. And that is how, see, that is how Ghanaians, our minds are set up. Like the mainstreamers. It's like, they're not trying to do anything creative anymore. It's about, let's do what is, is, is hot. I think Wallace followed up with a tweet and he was asking that he needed an artist that um, he would produce an album for and he's not going to do anything like commercial out there. He's going to challenge the artist to make the best music yes, out so there. Yes, so he should and move then, to Wallace. Uh, now, Wallace was on who like um, made that tweet that he wants to work with someone like oh, okay, that. Okay, and then okay. I, and, and I think Efia replied that she would be interested in like working on an album that they're not going to just make what's out yeah. there like the typical yeah. Afro or something. Bro, just going to make that's what we music. want to hear. I, I, that's what we want to hear, man. Like that's that's what. So we yeah, hear. I was kind of excited I, I, for that I, one, I, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, like day in day out, we hear the same thing. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that is the future because it should be we paving our own way. And like um, I I heard Kanye West say something. He said a trend is late because before you see that it's trending, that means it's all over the place. It's no more new. <laughs> True. He said a trend is always late. So yeah, um, we are really running out of time. So before we get yeah, to yeah. everyone here asking um, drum roller question, I would like to ask the last question. So this is to drum roll. If, let's say, I'm a new producer in somewhere like Tamale, Sunyane, Takrade, Accra, somewhere in the ghetto, I just have my laptop, or something that I could mm-hmm. create music with, and I want to be a producer, in this current time, what should be the way I should go? Okay. Um, Charlie, constant learning, like, and listening. Uh, I mean, the thing is, the thing about that question is, like, when you say the way to go, I mean, first and foremost, you, you need to have a path, like, that you want to follow. So, for me, for instance, like me, my my basic path when I started is I wanted to produce for me and my friends and whoever was close to me that wanted beats. That is how I started. But that path led me to, yo, before I can do that, I need to keep learning. I need to keep upgrading my knowledge. And I, I think in every aspect of everything, that is key. And that is always what's going to set you apart from everybody else. Like the more you keep learning, the more I, I've been in interviews and then when I talk, like people get so like they're like ah like you really seem to know what you're talking about it's because i do 
I don't know everything, but the things that I know, I can talk about them, like because I really understand them, because I really know them. And it took years to understand these things. I didn't just wake up and understand these things. So before you jump into anything, any new craft or whatever, make sure you get it, like get it, understand it. If I got up and when I started producing, I wanted to just start like from the easy way of doing things and I just and just drag loops and put them in and keep them moving. I probably wouldn't be good at creating my own drum patterns and being like very unique with it when it came down to it. So you need to actually learn the fundamentals before you eventually get to the point that you know how to break the code and do like, you know, some stuff. So I think it always starts with that. Just like elevate your knowledge in the field. After that, if you say your path is you want to produce for mainstream artists, then I guess all you have to do is make sure you work on at least um, a catalog that you have strapped on you 24-7 because opportunity can knock at any moment. So you just have to be ready. So you just have a whole bunch of beats ready that when, when you see an artist or you move to an artist, you send to them. But if your goal is to just create, then I guess it's as simple as looking for like-minded people such as yourself and coming up with them, you know. And then for um, as a means of, uh, of, of learning, Unfortunately, if you are in your ghetto somewhere and you don't have internet, that one will be very hard it's because ghetto with that internet. is how I learned. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you are in a ghetto, you have internet, then because the internet is key. Like, that is how I learned everything because we live in a world now, no one has that time. I say, everyone is hot. No one has that time to, to sit you down, hold your hand, and teach you how to do anything. Everything I learned, I learned off the internet. Nobody sat me i mean not to say i never asked anyone questions no i did i asked questions but i learned everything on my own from the internet and it's it's crazy that i've been going to school ever since charlie i let, i ever said the word mama but and i've been in school my whole life and everything i've made money from is nothing i even studied in school it's something it's stuff i studied on the internet so i think the internet is a very important tool charlie people shouldn't sleep on that thing that's internet so if you are in your corner, <laughs> please get internet <laughs> and learn and understand what you are getting into. And Charlie, once you know, once once you get to a point, you know the path you really want to take. Charlie, just just get, just go in. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. University of YouTube. That's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Straight. So if you are here, you are in the audience. You want to ask um, the direct question to Drum Roll. It could be. A request anything just you know let let your let us see your hand raised so we can bring you here okay casey okay yeah. casey your internet is a bit um muddy yeah. so if you could you know um can you speak so we, we could hear you now um yeah it's still very bad. Still breaking up a bit. Yeah, the still very bad. Okay, so um, Casey, I think um, try to fix it. Try to fix Casey, it. So we move to the next what's person. What's going on? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs the internet. He needs the internet, yeah. bro. <laughs> he needs the internet for real. Okay, so um, it's Casey. Turn on your flight mode and put it off. Is anyone here? Come back. Who else has a, a question? I think there's a raise hand uh, invite on stage. Ike Parker. 
I have a question. Just click on the hand icon and then we'll add you to the speaker. Yeah, while, while we wait for so like, I, I um, just, someone I, to ask I, a question, I just want to share this experience with Dramo. Like, um, I remember I remember when All Black came out. I think um, I was I was in the office and then my guy sent me a song like, yo, L, new song. I'm like, okay. So he sent it to me. And I said, I listened to him. I'm like, who does that with the organ? Like, who plays that? I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, ah. And that time I was like, I was like, kind of like, no, I wouldn't say new, but I was now like taking music producing seriously. I'm like, I am like, nah. <laughs> so I went online and I'm like, okay, drum roll. Okay, cool. And then after that, I'm hearing Oluwes, but I'm like, hey, who is this guy? Like, he's making like hip hop bangers and everything. I was like, oh, so that guy's like a dedicated, dedicated like hip hop person. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a fan of how he works. Like, the way you use like the way your the whole beat feels, your whole beat feels. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if that reflects your personality, but I feel like it, it does. <laughs> yeah. When I listen to you a bit, like, I feel like you are, like, someone who is that kind of way, like, came without a crown, like, the whole vibe in that kind of that I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you Let's sharing... Let me cut you in, bro. Yeah. Let me yeah. cut you in. Drum roll. Yeah. This is Ike. This is Ike. Yo, Ike. What's good? <laughs> yo, 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 <laughs> yo. What up, Senpai? <laughs> Konnichiwa, my nigga. Konnichiwa. Yes, to get off my chest here. <laughs> All right, man. It's one thing. I know um, your, the, there's the EDM song you did way back. I think it's Black Heart or something. Yeah, Black Heart. Yeah. Black Heart. Bro, that song got me into production. That song made me learn oh, how shit. to do you. I swear to God. You're my inspiration. Fuck it. Like Yo. you. <laughs> Yo, man. Charlie... <laughs> Yo, see, it's, it's moments like this. Yo, I'm getting goosebumps, <laughs> but it's not me. Yo, bro. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps for you, bro. Crazy. Like, if, Yo, if you guys mad. haven't heard that thing, you go and check it out. Go and check it out. It's on Spotify right now. Like, it's serious. And back oh, to my question. I'm on my way to <laughs> check it. I'll be going to try it again. This, this was like three years ago. You said it's Blackheart. Blackheart. Black okay, thank uh, you. Blackheart. Blackheart would be... Yeah, back to me. Okay. All right, all right. I'm, I'm listening, bro. Listen. Uh, back to my question. Um, like I'm like yourself. I don't know how to play any instruments. Yeah. I suck at. I don't. I've never had instrument training. I'm also a proud graduate of the UT University. <laughs> never had. Hey. Yo, we should we should have like some alumni shit going on like out th- 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 down in Ghana. <laughs> <for> every- <laughs> <shit. laughs> I swear, I swear. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, yo, go on with your question, bro. Um, I used to have um doubts about myself. I used to, I normally work with yeah. samples, yeah, like yeah. melody samples. No? I used to, I used to doubt myself a lot. Is that cheating? Yo, bro, I I I battle with that too. I still do. <laughs> I still do. Like so, um, yeah, cause like um. Like you're saying, it's like you find yourself in this place where you're like, nah, I want to create, I want to be unique. I want to create stuff that nobody's doing. But then there are certain times that you find all these loops online and 
you find something in there and you're like yo this this is fire like i, I want to use it but then our minds yeah are like no nah, man like now nah, if you put this thing out what if the question i ask myself is what if someone else also uses the same thing what if so yeah. then, so now i have two people we have two people whose beats sound alike i think there's a similar problem with um i think bryson teller's exchange um j cole has a song with the, the beat sounds yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah. the same beat. yeah but they're two different songs the thing is that the people outside understand they understand samples it's people down here that don't get these things like i have had i have had uh, situations that people would say oh yeah this person stole this song or this person did this because he sang a line like some person i'm like bro it's all part of it kanye dems all they do kanye would take a song or he, he would I remember the first time I had no ID. Um, Death of Autotune. Who, uh, who mentioned me, Death of Autotune earlier? Okay, so have you actually... Do you, do you know that No ID produced that, right? But have you checked to see what No ID actually did on production when it came to that song? All No ID did was take someone's song and rearrange it and said he produced it. Wow. <laughs> and before I was wait, like... Wait, What? <laughs> no for real look into it like look look for look for death of autotune and then just i think go to whosample.com whosample.com I, I think they should have it there look no id didn't play a thing the the drums that everything is there all no id did was chop it up rearrange it in a way that it would work with jay-z's delivery and we had death of auto tune. Here's the thing: I used to think that was wrong. Like, but bro, when I when I grew up, I got more mature. I got it. If no, I did arranged it the way he did. I mean, and come on, when you think about no, uh, uh, death of auto tune as a song, and you cut out the fact that no, I did just chopped it up. That song is it's a classic. The process sometimes, bro. Like, like. every everything, it, like it doesn't matter. Let people tell you all that all that it bottles down to is the end is the end goal. Charlie, the record that you made out of that sample, is it a banger? Does it slap? Are you happy with it? If you are, fuck everybody else. <laughs> like, that's it. As much as like I still battle with myself on that thing. So me for a while, whenever I, I would take a sample, at least I would pitch it down a few semitones or something to make it sound different. And I used to that's how I actually got heavy into sampling, because I wanted to be able to take something that sounded away and flip it into a way that no one recognized so i learned all sorts of techniques to sample and i know how to do all of them i know how to do almost every technique known to man right now in sampling and even a few weeks ago i kept learning a few tricks so if you like i can i i bought a plugin recently specifically for that because i don't want to take samples and then have them sound the same as somebody else's so if like me like ike if like me you have a problem um with that and you feel like yo you don't like the fact that you're taking samples you feel like you're cheating i mean there's there's ways that you can flip samples and bro like it will sound totally different if they don't sound as as hard as you want them to maybe you move on to another sample you keep it moving until you find something that works but honestly you shouldn't be bothered but if it still bothers you because me it still bothers me sometimes <laughs> it still bothers me so i don't think there's uh i'm trying to remember if there's a record that i ever used a sample how it, it was and never and I've, I've ever felt bad about it as of now i can't think of one i don't think i've i've done that yet 
maybe maybe because it's, it's, that's my problem because it really bothers me. But bruh, that's the thing. It's part of the process. It, it shouldn't. If people want to talk about it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. But it all comes down to you. So if if, if it comes down to you and you think it, it's a problem, um, learn how to like learn like different techniques to sample, and like flip these samples and make them sound unrecognizable. Sometimes it's, it's not. Sometimes it's even a matter of just maybe if it's a four-bar loop, you know. If sometimes if the beat is like, let's say, um, if let's say um, it's um, it's like a, a four-bar beat. You, you, sometimes you can cut half of it and just loop that two-part continuously. Even that is different. You can take that two-part like it, it's so deep. Like you can take that two-part, extend it, render it out, reverse it put some effects on it like, yeah. <laughs> like you know it, it's deep like you can go and like recently i did something like that like so I, I found a sample i cut it up into different parts rearranged it rendered it out as a wave file i bounced that i reversed it when i reversed it i rearranged the reverse also bounced it again <laughs> and i came up with an entirely different melody and that one was fire as soon as i heard it, i was like yes that's it and it's from one way file. So sometimes, Charlie, you just need to go like the extra mile. You might think, oh, Charlie, just drag in the sample how it is. If personally you feel like putting it out is going to worry you, Charlie, try. Like half time, slice some up, do, do them around, put some effects on there, render them out until you get something that, Charlie, yeah, you feel like, yeah, this one dear. <laughs> it won't bother your, it won't bother your, your consciousness. You about yeah i mean charlie you you get my number you can link me up anytime if like charlie there's some yeah some stuff that i can take you to charlie me adi you know that yeah link uh, up uh, okay (laughs) even you wait hold up hold up hold up you we still have bangers to finish for j town and 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 kt yo yeah every time you tell me your laptop your laptop so you don't mind you But yeah. Oh, you know I go. I go say something. All right, we can, we can. All right, all right. All right, man. Charlie, appreciate it. I see a lot of collaborations. Casey, Casey, can you go now? Yeah. Yeah. Can is it clear now? Yeah, 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 bro. You're 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 clear. Uh, Okay. Uh, So drum roll. Want to praise you? Yeah. For your EP, I remember your SoundCloud. That uh-huh. your album you did the EDM. I like EDM. Wow. Ah. So I wanted. I want. I was learning. I was searching. Yes. So I found you fuse EDM with uh, the Afro. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Very great. After I listened to the Nowhere Code and I found you. Yes. So I even linked one one of my friends to listen to the out your EP. It was mad. Yeah, that's, that's how I got Yo. to know you. The since that they was following everywhere, every so I even tweeted on uh, uh, Instagram. You're a very humble person, like oh, uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. Stuff. But nowadays, I know they are very. Yeah. Ah, Charlie. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Me, what like, is your what is your username on Instagram? Yeah, I was a beat maker. You know me. I'm saying, what is your username on Instagram? Can, uh, the council. Council. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Counselor, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yo, bro, 11. what's what's up? Finally, yeah. nice to put a voice to the yeah. name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, okay. Rotu knows me. Okay, Rotu okay. knows me. He's one of the people who helped me with plugins and helped me with the beat making too. 
Yeah, oh, so nice, my man. my sound is very unique. A lot of people don't like my sound, yes. But <laughs> I found one of honestly. Oh, I like honestly. that. I like that. For real. Like, as for yeah, that one is true. Like, he'll 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 call uh, me yes. and then send me a track and then it's communicating. Yes, yeah, what? Like, I found. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, most of the stuffs he works on, you you don't yes, hear it me, like, yeah. out there. So out there. I mean, yeah, you both. Oh, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm a pure, I'm I'm a, I'm a music really guy. Experimental, so. Oh, that's really cool. Like, uh, uh, yo, okay, wait, have you sent me stuff before? Instruments, and I'm a, and I sing to to stuff so. So that one too is there, and also um, I'm working with. So I need me. I want to work with underground okay. artists. Yeah. So that's that's my preference. So so that I can build my sound. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like this another idea. Can you can you update your 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 profile? <laughs> no, it's bundle. I mean, it's still using Casaba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold, bro. Cold. <laughs> Yo. Wait, um. Uh, wait. Who? Who? Yeah, my area, my area. No. I think Casey's internet is bugging, man. That's like... my area. Okay, so um, this is what we're going to do. I move him to the uh-huh. other Anyway, um, Teofilos, you got something to say? Yeah, drumroll, what's up? Yo, Theo, what's popping? <laughs> great, great, great. So, drumroll is one amazing guy. I mean, you guys have not really heard him, <laughs> like... <laughs> The sound he has. I I met him about four years ago. He invited me over to his house and like from his machine, some amazing songs he had that he has not really released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean you have to read that song. That song money about it's about money. It's like so, what's in the hook? And I don't know whether you remember. Wait, whose song was it? Like who who did the song? It's your it's my your own song. song. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you rap, you rap, and then the sample mentions. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember. Oh man, I think I lost that though. You I, lost that. I think yeah. I lost it. But but the thing is, like, one thing I can promise you is, yo, next year, I'm putting out my own music. That's for that one. Whoa, yeah. like, awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. And me, when I'm doing my music, the point is not to blow. I'm doing it because I want to do things I'm not hearing. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. So that's yes. great. Yo, that great. yo. Well, for, for, for one second though, yo. Shout yeah, out, I, shout I, out. I wish to, you all the best, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yo, I see my, I see my guy there, uh, Steve. Yo, that guy, that guy down there, Steve. You, you guys yes. see him? That guy is like, yeah. that, that guy is my support system. That's my support system, right? That's my brother right there. Hey, this guy. Charlie, if 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 you have friends, uh, ditch them all and get you a friend like this guy. Yo, Nisai, what's popping? I did, my nigga. I did, I did, Charlie. <laughs> nice one, See nice one, nice one. See you doing your thing. Do your thing. That's what's oh, up. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, That's Charlie. That's what's <laughs> up. I, I actually do have a question, though. All right, man. I have man. one question, though, and I just wanted to ask that if you had one genre of music you could you could always do, 
which 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 of them would it be? Uh, one genre of music. Hey, you pa, this question asking me. You know me, I don't like to choose one thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that's what uh, happened. Man, man. Yo, I mean <sighs> if you try to answer this question, it's like in my head it's like a, it's like a fusion of this and this. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I would say I would say though, like I mean <sighs> It feels. It feels. Uh, I like the. I like. I like creating Afrobeats these days, like a lot more. I would say. So maybe right now I would say Afrobeats. Yeah, but but like not the noisy kind. Like the really chill. You can hear the artists to come through, and you know, like and the music is just you know chill. Like I would, yeah. So I'll definitely say, right now I would say Afrobeats or Afro soul. Yeah, but it, it was this was very hard for me to say because hip-hop, yo, yeah. my foundation is hip hop, like everything. Yeah, even when I make Afrobeats, yeah, like yeah, something yeah. in there needs to be hip hop. Like I don't know, maybe it's the snare, maybe it's the kick, but something. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Ah, but but wait, awesome. hold up, Theo. Theo, I, I'm not even sure if Theo finished finished what he was saying though before I cut him off. Like I just realized yeah, I that. Th- I think he's satisfied, dude. Order. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. He, he's not saying anything right now, so I guess... I'm okay, yeah. I'm okay. Bramble, bramble. Um, so, who, who, right, who, cool, who's cool. got another question? I saw Augustine, your mic up. Yeah, I have I have a question. Augustine! So, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. So, let, let me just share my story before I ask a question. I met Drumroll in a studio that is now called The Stub, and hey. he was vibing with this artist called Reynolds the Gentleman. Amazing artist. And this guy comes into the oh, studio... Man. And he is so, like, he's so cool, so chill. And I'm like, ah, wait, this is drum roll. Why say, you know, they do, giddy, giddy, you know, they, I mean, and he comes with some long sleeve shirt all folded up, and he comes to sit behind the thing. And the thing that I'll give him is he did, he does what he does with a certain flair that is so, like, I don't even know what level to put it on, but Charlie, drum roll. I mean, you know, say, I mean, me and you, dear, Charlie, the vibe <laughs> level, you be now, you know, be now. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> Okay, okay, now, so so the, the question I want to ask, um, especially given the, the the way the Ghanaian music scene is, what has been your biggest disappointment, first of all? Um, how did you handle it? And what was your biggest takeaway from it? Okay, uh, my biggest disappointment would have to be, <laughs> um, well, it would, it would have to be the um, meeting one of my... Idols, I mean, yo, I met him. We had a run and made some nice music. I mean, I mentioned his name on air. I mean, that story came out. For the, I don't know if a lot of people tuned into that. That would have, that would probably be one of my biggest like disappointments when ever since I started making music. Like, but then this goes across bodies. Like, yo, when you do when you do something and you get to meet some of your idols eh, and you see the way and and the way they are, like you put them in this limelight like they are these angels, and then you meet them in person, and then you find out that yo, they are nothing like the scene. And yo, and that was that was the running I had in with L. Yeah, like I looked up to L so much. Like L was like one of those guys. I like I I, I loved L because even back then the Skillions were like always on some hip hop hip hop. But L was always you know trying to branch like he'll fuse stuff together, do some azunto, do some this you know. So I loved L. So L was like like the guy as much as I loved all of them. And then I I had an encounter with him, and after the few songs that we had. Yo, like things went south. He's, we had a, we had this phone call. I'm never gonna forget. 
he spoke to me in the most rudest way I ever, I've ever had, ha- I had anyone ever talk to me in my life. <laughs> and after that, I just, I remember like I was very down and it wasn't cause for him, it was just about the fact that I was asking to get paid for, 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 for a job that I did. But for me, it was about the fact that this was someone I looked up to so much and I wanted to like, if not be like, like just, just being in a room with the guy for him to say the things that he even said about me back then, it was like really awesome. So that was like one, one of, one of the biggest appointments ever. I was like, wow, after that, and me, I'm not like that. Like for the people, like most of the people I met on here, most of the people I know on here, Ike, I, I don't remember how I met Ike. I, I, I don't know if it was from a production with KT. And I, as soon as I, I heard him, I was like, yo, I linked him up. I followed him. I was like, yo, yo, like I'll fuck with you. Like you are you're like you're dope. And then I hit him up. I've had people hit me up. I don't know them. They just tell me, oh, they want to like have my number to talk about something. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I give them my number. But yo, I'm just a human being before every fucking thing else. I am not as big as all these people out there. Like, even if I was that big, the only thing that would stop me from reaching out to people is the fact that maybe there's so many people and I can't text everybody. But right now, come on, Charlie, once in a while, I don't go on social media, but when I have the time, yo, I link up. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just nice. Because like you're saying, like, um, what's his name? Um, KC was on here. He's doing something different. Maybe, who knows? KC might have something. Maybe I have to link up with KC. Maybe me and him coming together to do something might be some next level shit. Like, you never know. So you should always keep your, like, your arms wide open for people. Like, Charlie, flexing for what? What's what you would get from that one? So I would definitely say that would be my, that was, like, my first ever biggest disappointment. Like, but after that, I mean, the second one was just the fact that I realized that the whole system was a scam. <laughs> there is no music in this industry unless you're wild. But, yeah, that one, after that one, <laughs> after that one, I figured it out like later on and, and I just learned to, I just learned the system so yeah and um wait what was the, what was the second question and what were your what was your take away from it and then how did you deal how do you deal with it and what was your take away from it yeah um yeah so with with that scenario my takeaway was <laughs> I remember after that whole thing happened my mom was just like I should leave it and I was like okay and I left it and ever since then I don't know like it's just been like you know what i'm personally i don't plan on taking this level of disrespect again i'm gonna keep like because the thing is at at the time that happened i still didn't know my worth like i didn't know okay like i used to always think as as producers and creators we always beat, beat ourselves down like when we are doing something even awesome charlie we still think it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good enough it can be a good thing it can be a bad thing it's it's a bad thing when you think you're not good enough and then you beat yourself down. But then it's like, at least it's just, I just know that you want to strive to be better. Like that's all. So it's like, I just said, okay, you know what? Maybe so at that point, I didn't even think I was good enough, but as, as, as when I kept learning, I kept progressing, I kept making new stuff. And I saw the kind of stuff I was putting out. It got to a point I was like, nah, like this guy didn't have no right to talk to me the way he did. Like, I am nobody, but I'm fucking drum roll. Like, <laughs> if you know the pets me, I get other people with me and them doing the same circle that I respect and they respect me right back. 
Like, yes, uh, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, you are. That's, That's the energy, brother. Stop. Yo. Bro, like that is the thing, bro. Like, and and I don't say from a standpoint that like you join with Melissa. Then you join with Melissa you did. Yeah, my boss and Yo, Charlie. That song, yeah, that song, it was a long time coming. And, and yeah, like, hopefully in the future, like, I'll work on more songs with, uh, with, with her, too, because that girl's really talented. And, yeah, for those who don't know, we put out a song recently. I, I produced a song for um, this lady, Melissa. You guys can go and check it out. Her, um, Melissa, M-E, I think it's one L, I, double S-A. It's called Limelight. So you guys can check that out. Um, yeah, and and that link up also came up through Manifest. Man, Manifest has been putting me on some people, man. Shout out to the God MC, Charlie. So, Charlie, last yeah. last follow up question. Last follow up question. Yeah, man. You said you, you said um, your 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 mom gave you some advice and you took it. Yeah. So can I can I safely assume that you're a mama's boy? Oh, a, oh straight up mama's boy, man. Honorary <laughs> and proud. Like hands on my chest right now, man. <laughs> like, like I'm glad like, you didn't lie. Oh, <laughs> hey, what, why does that sound like OBK? <laughs> that sounded like OBK. It's just OBK. <laughs> man, man, like, I wish he was here when I started this conversation because I mentioned his name. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned his name. Like, these are the guys, like, OBK and Girochi were like, yo, they were, they were part of the kids next door, like I told you. These are the people I started out as a rapper with. So these guys, these guys saw me grow. Like they saw me from being a rapper to learning to make beats. They actually saw it happen. (laughs) So yo, it's mad. Yo, it's mad. So yeah, like I'm a total mama's boy, man. Total mama's boy. That's perfect. Rambo, I think this is the realest thing that you ever said. You, you know, going through all this, and then I can feel that there's much positivity, even though you went through someone saying this thing to you, someone like a star. E L, I, I could I could feel the weight, but yeah, you're now open about it. That means you are somebody that really grows out of pain, and it is a good trait about somebody that is meant to you know grow no matter what. Yeah, yeah, bro. I, I, the thing is, when you find people, like the thing is, it, it just happens because okay, yeah, this is someone I respect, and he talked to me like that. So once that happens, I no longer respect you. So now I feel like, yo, you know, for getting a hold of me like that. But now here's the thing. I have found other people in my circle exactly. that I respect so much. Like Augustine was saying, like the Reynolds, I mean, that guy is a genius. He's a freaking musical genius. I learned so much from just yeah. being in a room with that guy. And the funny thing is, the way I met that guy, it was like the same way. Like, Charlie, no two, no. He came into my studio. He was like, oh, he's a singer. This, 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 this. He came to another producer friend of mine. I heard him sing once. I was like, bro. Back then, I had a space. I was like, anytime, just come. Like, use my shit. I don't care. Just come, record. And, like, me and him became very close. I've watched this guy grow up to become a very dope artist, and I hold him in such high regard. And I hear him talk about me, and I notice that the way I, the way exactly I feel when he talks about me, it's that same way. That's the same way I used to feel. That's, that made me realize that, like, yo, it doesn't need to be an A stream artist. The it doesn't energy. need to be a whatever. The, the people in your circle. And that energy, bruh, the best, my best songs were probably around the time that I was around that guy. Like, yeah. when we were in the same room, when we were creating, like, we made some very good music. And I miss that because, I say that because now he, like, 
where we used to meet up has now become the stub of cry. Now it's become an official place of business. But before that home, that place used to, that space used to hone like just creative energy. Like when you walk into that room, everyone there, a singer, instrumentalist, saxophonist, something. Like everyone in that room could do something. So you step in that room, bruh, <laughs> it was mad. I miss those days. So yeah, man. So Charlie, our own idols are amongst us, our friends, Charlie, the people where they hold you down. Ike just telling me that, yo, Blackheart made him produce. You have no idea. Like, I wish I had that recorded. Like, <laughs> I would, I would, yo. Oh, bro, I said really again. It's we are everything, so everything is, will be on Spotify too. Yes, yes. Oh, super, super, super. Yo, yo, I need that. I need that, man. Like, for real, like, yeah. Those are the things that I live for, man. I swear. We are going to take our last question um, in the room from the audience. So if you want to ask Bramro the last question, because we actually ran <laughs> only one hour, but today's the first time <laughs> we've gone two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, man. Because this is a festival. <laughs> this is the Maybe <laughs> Yo, yo. <laughs> oh, that's mad. And I can feel the energy. So, um, Axel, do you have a question? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, Axel is here? <laughs> yo! <laughs> Axel, your, your voice is really down. Can you, can you speak up? Axel always be on a sexy vibe. Hey. Oh, man. Brothers. Yo, Charlie. <laughs> is, is it yeah, I believe it's good now. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to say is not really a question. It's a continuation of what you guys were saying. Um, I'm an artist, right? I'm from the bone. Um, about 11 years ago, I went to Ghana for studies. And through my adventures and meeting people, um, I go on this little show. They came to Ghana for the first time. I think it was Glow X Factor. X um, Factor, yeah. I didn't get taken and they rejected me, but then I met Reynolds and it's this guy, not this skinny, light skinned guy playing the guitar in the back. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? They're going to sack us now. Um, <laughs> and so long story short, we got along. He's like, yeah, dude, like I hear your voice. I think like I should take you to my friend. I've got this friend who's a doc producer. I'm like, all right, no problem. So he takes me to somewhere that should be, you know, and I'm like, okay, I met this guy, cool guy, you know, in the studio and stuff. And we become friends and then we just vibe together. I think that particular day we created, anytime Drumroll and I get in the studio, we create about seven to 10 songs on the fly. <laughs> no lie. No lie whatsoever. Seven to 10 songs, just on a whim. And... I would like to take this opportunity to thank him as a brother because thanks to him, um, I got the opportunity to travel for the first time because of music. Because if you guys remember, oh, I think... Yo, was, I totally forgot about that. Man. <laughs> yeah, there was this, um, I think KLM Ghana had yeah. to celebrate yeah, 60 years uh, of uninterrupted service in Ghana. And so they organized this thing called Single Out KLM. And he produced the songs and the videos. Like, I remember we shot the first videos <laughs> on, his, on his very house's rooftop. rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was through his support, you know, that I got the chance to win this competition along with two other guys. But then 
it's just a way to say that you don't have to be huge to make an impact in people's lives. You just have to be yourself and to be good willing. And brother, I really thank you for that. You are encouraged to do more and we always be, we always be by your side. Wow. Actually, I'm a hard guy. What are you trying to melt I'm, my... Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm here having good time. Yo, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just going to say this, man. I, that man who just spoke, right? That guy has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. No OBK will back me up on that. Steven no will back me up on no that. Cap. That guy can sing. How he didn't make it into that competition, I think it was God's plan for that guy to meet me. Maybe if you gave him a star <laughs> by this time. Yeah, it was I don't know how yeah. he didn't make it. I, I, so this day, I mean, you've heard a guy talk, so you can just imagine him saying, <laughs> Yo, this, he can sing. Like, he's, he's, I mean, it's unfortunate that he had to move back to Gabon before we can put out like a bunch of work. Like, but we have some stuff that we're working on. And man, like, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, I can, I can chop some of them up and still put them together to like to be a song. And like, because people need to hear this guy. For me, I've been telling him that, yo, right now, he needs to just put some money together so we can get some equipment for him to be able to record over there. Because right now, ever since I left my, I left, I stopped my nine to five job like this May. And since then, like, the first few months since I left have been like me trying to find my footing like find like my own system that works so i can do everything i want to do efficiently and slowly i've gone myself to a place where it's like now i'm able to make my own time now i have time to make my music so when i'm in a space where like i want to work i'm trying to work with everybody that i wanted to work with before and slow down on and yo and I, honestly to me it feels like i'm not about to start the music that that is the mentality i'm coming with like, and it comes that afresh. That's how it is. So me, even this song, putting out the song with Melissa, it's like, okay, and, uh, um, putting on a few songs in the back. That's fine. But the music, now we really can't do them. And I feel like it's going to be even awesome the more I start collaborating with people. Like, cause, and I feel like, I'm, like we're going to come up with way more awesome stuff that way. So, um, yo, thanks a lot, Axel. Axel has, has, has been a brother to me, man. It's crazy. Like, all the, all the guys up in here who've come to talk, like they know me, per- like they've all had like some personal, massive influence in my life. And Charlie, without them, yeah, like by this time, I don't know, because Charlie, the support system be hard. Like oh, Charlie, I don't, want, I don't want to talk much. <laughs> but yo, thanks a lot, guys. Like thanks to everybody with the listen in right now. Honestly, I wish that like if anybody has had any more questions, like me, they yeah. ask. But Charlie, exactly. when I'm exactly. this time, we yeah. have like ten minutes. We have like yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> top. Yeah. Really Yo, Rich, Rich, you want to ask a question? Nathan, come again. Someone wants to ask. Yeah, Rich, Rich. Uh, maybe it's, it's off for now. But if anyone else wants to ask a question, man, feel free. Yo, I'm here. I'm here, Yo, Rich. Good. Yo, yo, I'm good, man. Yeah, it's, it's Junior. J- uh sonny sonny's junior yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yo 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 <laughs> wow wow, so wow. Day, day, day. what's good what's good yeah okay um i wanted to ask you uh remember i linked you to a couple of artists back in like 2018 i mean i, I think i remember you sent me some yo wait did, did you send me a link to lil nas x or something back in the day yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yo, <laughs> that's mad you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so he, 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 that's he, why he didn't work with him, you know. With who, Lil Nas X? Yeah. 
Okay, so this is, uh, so earlier I was talking about the fact that like, um, how me starting to like get into the whole nine to five thing affected like, like um, my creative life. So that was like, and uh, that was like a specific, that was like a scenario like that. I was, I was in a place where like Charlie house, <laughs> let's just see the financial uh, situation at home wasn't that, wasn't that great. Yeah, this was a time where, like, my kids are still in school. Everybody was in school. I was, like, the only one who was out of school. You know, Charlie, the money, no day. So it was like, nah, I need to think as the Charlie big boy. Let me start. Let me find something that brings in the money. You know, Charlie, so my mind was all, like, yo, learn, do anything that brings in the money. And the music wasn't bringing in money at the time. So it was like, yo, let me just do other things. So in that moment, that is when, when things get that hard, that is when, the supply of let me be creative gets cut off because then now your mind all becomes yo i'm only taking paid gigs i'm only taking uh i'm only doing jobs that get me paid it now there's no more i'm trying to be creative i'm trying to create the next level shit because we have real life problems there's this scenario where <laughs> I, I, there's actually this funny story where there's this girl i used to love a lot like i, I don't mean like we did anything like I, I just admired her yeah, <laughs> from twitter it, so she <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, but like I really admired her and she admired me too like she thought I was a great producer blah 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 blah. and I used to like talk to her like we had never met but like she would you know she, she used to tell me how she thought I was amazing and, blah, blah, and I was like yo like I appreciate what she's doing too she, she was like a music blogger or, or so and then down the line at one point so she unfollows me right and so I had the um, I had a session with uh, J-Town one time and this girl this lady was coming and then I told J-Town about what happened between, like, what she did, and she just unfollowed me, like, for no reason. I was like, okay. So what I told him, J-Town about, J-Town did this really <laughs> off thing. As soon as the girl walked in, J-Town goes like, ah, so you why did you unfollow drum roll? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. You put me in this really uncomfortable situation because it made me feel like, I don't know, like, the unfollow thing was such a big deal to me. But it wasn't about that. So later on, and when he asked her that, she answered, and her answer blew my mind. Her answer was that I wasn't putting out music anymore. So that is why she unfollowed me. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, wow. And the thing is, this is someone that, it got to a point, she could come on Twitter and rant. And I would like hit her up in the DMs like, yo, what's up? It wasn't like Charlie, I find this girl attractive or anything. I just had respect for, her, for what she did. Because she was doing something that not a lot of people like put a lot of heart in. And she, she, she did it. And now she's like top in her field right now. And it was just sad for me at that point that she just decided to unfollow me because she, she wasn't hearing music from me. But she never put in the effort to actually hit me up and be like, oh, drum roll, why are you not putting out music anymore? And th that human element wasn't there. But what people tend to forget is that Charlie, we creators, we have personal lives too. We go through shit. And these things affect what we well, do. Money. Like, no offense to people who work in, like, banks and stuff like that, but most of the, of the stuff that some of them do there are, like, scheduled. It's like, you know, okay, when you go here, this is what you're supposed to do today. But creators are, are, our shit is different, bro. We need Man, to, we are creating from know, scratch. Bro, you have inspiration, all these, you can lose it. And it's painful. Somebody, somebody can hit you up in a DM or Instagram and tell you, yo, I want to beat. Yeah, cool. I can, I can this when, you start, when you go to the money side, I'll, I'll pay... Bro, I Word, need to ask you bro. They want to bro. give you hundreds of these for. Oh, oh man, bro, we've been there, and that's the thing. People don't get that all these things affect us. 
So when you don't see an artist put out songs for a while, and you, but people don't care about us. They only care about, that's why I mean, like for a while, like I, I don't do, I do this thing where I don't put out my face and people are like, why don't you put up your face? Yo, even if I put on my face, you don't give a shit about me. All you care about is that I put out music and have your favorite artist on there. That's what you really care about. You don't care about me. You don't care about what, what, what drum roll goes to. You don't care about what happens to him at home. Nah, nobody cares about that. So that's what happens. And I just zoom off social media because to me, it's like, it's just a bunch of fake people on there. You only fi- like rarely find p- people who you can tell, yo, this person, this person actually fucks with you. Like count, um, KC, Council, that guy, I don't know him from anywhere. But he's one of the few people that, yo, he hits me up out of nowhere, randomly, constantly. Just, he just asks me, what's up? He's never asked me for a beat, nothing. Oh, bro, I think one time he, he told me, that's when he told me he produces and something. But if not for that, I didn't know that. So I'm like, okay, yo, this guy, yeah, at least, you know. So there's only a few people you'll find who, like, see you as a human being. But, yo, we have problems too. And so I think, um, uh, uh, Richard, yeah, that was about the time, man. Like, I was going through a bunch of shit. And I was still trying to get my shit together. So at that point, it was like, yo, I'm not in the headspace to now go and send beats to an artist and now have their management hit me up and it's probably not going to work. And now I don't need that. I need money right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, that's how it was at the time. But that's the thing. Right now, I've gone to the point where yeah, slowly okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to the point where I'm my own man. I'm my own boss. Now I can schedule my own time. I know when... I know this, this is the time if I have some video edits to do, this is the time I'm doing it. I'm, I'm using this, but I'm spending most of my time on music. That's on God, because I feel like I give so much time to, to, to the nine to five life, and I owe my music life that much, because there's so much I have like, to give. There's so, much, there's so many people I want to collaborate with. Like, there's so much music I'm trying to like. I want people to talk about Ghana too, man. I want the like, Nigerian brothers to also look, listen to us and be like, yo. <laughs> And honestly, I'm very excited whenever I hear like young producers and they, 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 they're on some hard beats and I'm like, yo, now that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm proud. Like, you know, see me, I teach them more, but my eyes just get, <laughs> you know, and yeah, that's just it, man. Yes, sir. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So, um, I, I can yeah, foresee yeah. the future. A lot of producers here having collaboration, you know, just to change the current, whatever trend that's going on in Ghana. Um, Joel is here. I mean, Nathan is also here. These are crazy, crazy, crazy producers I know personally. You, drum roll, you know crazy producers. Yeah. So I think in the future, we might come together, do something. I'm an artist myself. Yeah, we should do Bro, something. we something. should. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sweet. I mean, honestly, uh, do you know one thing I think would be awesome? If we have, like, a project where every producer slash artist like is is on there like not an artist to producers who are artists like a project for yeah, producers who are artists <laughs> like <laughs> like let's like let's do some songs like, let's put them out together for me like I'm, I'm definitely gonna be i'm definitely gonna be ready to feature like right now like currently i just have some one or two things i'm just hitting out the way get christmas get christmas to come off for there once it's done Bruh, I am Charlie. I'm, I'm going to be some shower producer. I'm going to be in any, everybody's studio, everybody's house. <laughs> if, if boys want to link up on my end, me, I don't have a studio, unfortunately, Charlie. My studio is wherever my laptop is. That's how it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel it, Charlie. Yeah, man. Usually, if I have to record, that's when I'll probably pull up at the stub. 
Um, yeah, hit up Reynolds. Yo, where can we have a, se- a session? Um, we pay by the hour. We get the recording in. But for production, it can happen everywhere. So, and w- so when it's a collaboration with producers, yo, we don't need a studio. Like, everywhere works. So, me, I'm down. I'm down for collaborating as soon as I have the time for it. Charlie, like, let's link up. Let's create some shit. Let's create some 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 stuff <laughs> yes so let's yeah. link up let's create some stuff that is pretty coming soon so if you're here just follow drum roll on instagram on here we have to make sure his you know followership here grows so if you're here just follow drum roll if you are not following him now and yeah man charlie if you if you don't like me too don't follow me it's it's not it's yeah, not hard yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly not please we are not tying your hand just follow him willingly please <laughs> yes if if you like if if you like if you like the, if you like the vibrations yes you can follow the brother yes, if not exactly. you know, and please. go to his instagram follow him on there like i did i followed him on instagram from the n1 and then twitter too you can just follow him just follow him everywhere yeah and the, ha- the handle is yeah. the same everywhere, man. D R V M R O L L. Yes. Yeah. And don't forget to follow African Producers Club to on here and on Instagram too. Oh, yes, I know, I know. I already did. Honestly, I, I, I didn't know about you guys until until this whole thing. So I mean, as soon yeah. as I saw it, I'm like, okay, nice. African Producers yeah, exactly. Community, click exactly. real quick. That's what it is. So yeah, um, we've actually come to the end of this festival. Just not a session. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, I, like I just want to hear a word from any of our co-hosts before we end the session. And um, this is very open. Drum roll before right. Joel comes in. I think we should have a part two of this because we we didn't finish, honestly. <laughs> so, Anna, <laughs> in the words of. Obike and Gidochi, exactly. men Kasepi, yeah. um, are there for Kasa, you. If, if you are from Nigeria, if, from Dab- if you don't understand what he said, he said, don't speak much or say no more. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm down, man. Like um, it's been it's been great. Like for you guys having me on here. This is like the, this is like the first room I've ever been <laughs> made speaker of. So this is like. This is like really, this is really dope. Um, thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, whichever other producer gets, like hops up in here so I can come in and also get some knowledge for myself and background and on everybody. So that's really cool. So yeah, so thank, thanks a lot to you guys for having me. Like shout out to Theophilus, yeah, man. Theophilus. Shout out to Dorian. Shout out to Theophilus. Um, yeah, man, out. you hooked me up. You know, Theophilus has been my brother, but he, he was like, <laughs> yo, I have this amazing guy, drum but I'm like, the real drum roll, he said, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah, yo, yo. You know, this is like magnetic, <laughs> you know. I think, um, I, I don't know. So we have to make sure this room is for drum roll. It's nothing else, just for drum roll. Because we know the weight of the, the things that he, he <laughs> Man. does. Um, Joel, you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drum roll, thanks a lot, like. Trust me, bro. You just you, you shut down clubhouse tonight for real. <laughs> uh, hopefully not, because I plan I plan on coming back. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Like, any day, thanks, man. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. We just hit we hit the hundred hundred uh, members on. Uh, oh, on, super, on the super, super, super. So thank you a lot. Yeah. They should have some they should have like sound effect like buttons here. Joel, you know, you know, you know, you know, 
<laughs> some clapping. I think, I think, I think the, see, uh, the... see, let me let me say this thing. You guys don't understand. First of all, the dream of this African producers club team yeah, was to impact lives. You know, that was the whole idea because I feel like every African producer somewhere on the ground struggling yeah. with some knowledge. Trying to get knowledge, get access to knowledge, which is not that easy yeah. because of the way the infrastructure is here in Nigeria and other aspects of Africa. Yeah. So now, having to, you know, have you guys on here through Drumroll and through God, um, you guys have been able to, you know, make us hits a milestone of 100 people, 100 members of Jordan. This is special to us as African Producers Club and every of his member. You guys yeah. are special. I just want to use this medium to say thank you to you guys. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank Seriously. Seriously. This is really massive. Like, yeah. it just started out like, a little dream. We're like, oh, let's just start up a club. This was <laughs> this was never. We didn't know. Maybe Doyen knew, but we did not know. <laughs> I feel like Doyen knows. Doyen, Doyen, Doyen was the real gem behind no, all Doyen, of this. Doyen really sees far. I believe he saw. It was the drive. It was the energy. It was everything. Please, so big up Doyen. Doyen, when is when is one billion dollars into my yeah. account? Please tell me. Tell me the truth. I can take it. Oh, <laughs> tell me the truth. What <laughs> We are going to have it, inshallah. <laughs> Allah, Allah, thank you very much. Inshallah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, any any more words from anybody? So, I, I believe we are done for today. And drum roll, thank you so much. Thank you so much for opening up for us. And as we promised. You know, we have to make sure today is your day. And I, I believe it is. I believe you are satisfied. And in the future, we hope to see you here on this main thing. Maybe to talk about an EP you drop. That will basically be about maybe some body of work. Uh, so we put a body of work there. And then you explain yeah. what went through, the, the struggle and all that. And I believe, yeah, we ourselves are going to work behind no closed problem. doors to, to make sure that, I mean... We create a music that we also enjoy. Right. Thank you, guys. Thanks to straight, everybody. Straight, straight. And thanks to 100 followers. God bless everybody here. And our DMs are opened. If you want to collaborate, if you want to work with anybody here, just hit him up. And then make sure that even if you have to pay, you have to pay because we are all... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not... Like we are vibing, but, you know, the, the thing that makes it go far is somewhat the money. Yeah, so we have to. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. If you have to, true, pay, you have true. To pay. That's true. Finally, Sorry, can I just shoot this in? I just wanted to say that, um, drum, please, yo, drop the H, the HGP. Not oh HGP. God, this guy, drop that HGP. <laughs> all right, all right. That's it. That's hey, it. Hey, can I kick this guy out? <laughs> this guy, this guy, just real quick. This guy heard a song that I did years back. And he's been crazy. I've, I've done a bunch of songs I feel are like better than that song, but he's still holding on to that song, saying it's like the best song I ever did. And he wants me to put it out. But that song, I feel like it sounds amateur right now. It's a for another day. Yeah, so shall we, let's, just, let's just wrap this thing up before we enter 9 o'clock. <laughs> okay.
yeah so uh, yeah thank you guys so yeah so drum roll thank you again thank you um joel thank you nk thank you robert robert is always coming for us and then robert we have some business to do you know yeah, yeah, I just saw, I just saw exactly, Instagram exactly. DM. I'll get to it. <laughs> <Where> it moves. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. This this one of the rooms we all don't I want to leave, that. but you know we have girlfriends and we have food. Every, we have things to do. We have food to eat. Girlfriends to. I know. <laughs> oh, like I, swear. Like, I, I was, I was, I was, I was binge watching an anime, and I saw, and I saw the notification. I'm like, what's going on? Like Benjamin Pingdo. Like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, <laughs> yes. drum roll is here. I just closed Netflix, and I'm here. <laughs> Charlie, since I, since I go back from town, I've just been, I've just been here. I'm, though I'm hungry. I've, I've not even drank what that's it. Finally. Who is that? Who is that? Who are you? God bless you. I'm actually a guy doing it. You see, and he can't wait. No, that was me. That was me. Who is that? That's what we're doing. Yo, we need that. We need that. We need that. We need to have. We need to have like a trademark African producers. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Hey, we get notifications and. <laughs> that's hard that's hard you know Charlie, thank, you guys. Um, thank you guys so much i can feel the energy in the room the energy doesn't want to go but please <laughs> let's save it for another time. Nobody, nobody wants to leave nobody wants to leave <laughs> let's save it for another time. yeah All for right. another time definitely so definitely the, man. The, um unfortunately i have to end the room and i mean it's with heavy hearts it's like you know something has happened but i have to end the room anyway um okay bye-bye Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao, ciao.